Hey everybody, welcome to This Is About Movies, a podcast where we talk about movies sometimes. <laughs> and uh, I'm Randy. I'm Jeremiah. And we're the hosts, and today we are talking about The Menu. It's a really fun movie. Good movie. We both really enjoyed it, and we hope you enjoy our discussion about it. We're all over the place today. <laughs> we we really have a lot of great discussion, so if you're new to the podcast... Uh, this show is pretty relaxed for the most part, and uh, we we like to talk. It's just a conversation between two friends. We watch a movie. We have a conversation. Sometimes that conversation involves the movie we saw. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it doesn't. And, um, we tend to spoil whatever we talk about. We do tend to spoil everything we talk about. We do spoil a lot of the menu today. So I, if you I haven't, haven't seen spoiled it, Sopranos for have not. And I still haven't spoiled... Uh, God of War for Randy. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of Sopranos, uh, season two of The White Lotus is out. I've heard. And it's got uh, Christopher from The Sopranos in it. Does it really? Yeah. Interesting. And like as soon as he shows I've up, had to... I'm like, who is that guy? And then for the second episode, I'm like, who is that guy? And then I'm finally like, oh, holy crap. <laughs> I've had to avoid, because uh, I watched the first two episodes of White Lotus, and I still don't know who is dead in the beginning and like who because it sort of makes you think okay one of these people is going to die maybe more who knows um because somebody's in a box and we don't know who it is Mm -hmm. uh well there have been posters for the next season not posters but images for the next seasons just as soon as you open up hbo max and it's just like boom it's not a white lotus too okay but there are characters from the first season in that image right so i go okay i guess they didn't die they're not the yeah. one that dies. So it takes a little. So I've been trying to be like, oh, I've my eyes because I don't want to see. <laughs> anyways, yeah, we spoil a lot of stuff. So if you haven't seen the menu, uh, we are going to talk about everything about it. So go see it before you listen to this. It's really uh, good. Please, enjoy please it. don't listen to this probably if you haven't it. seen it because it's a lot of fun. And it, it, you need, like, it, it, there's so much, so much fun to be had and so <laughs> many surprises and, and twists and turns that are great. So. Please do that. Uh, we talk about what else do we spoil in this? We talk about three body problem, the uh, or three three bit. body that is. Uh, I don't know that we spoil anything. about uh, it. We don't really spoil anything about it. We talk a little bit about like what the first book is about. So kinda, there's that kind of yeah. And um, we oh, and I do. Uh, I, I drink a new yerba mate flavor, and you do give it's a quick bad. a quick brutal rating. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Not um, still not sponsored by yerba mate, yeah. but. Uh, I don't want to be sponsored by this flavor. <laughs> I don't want it ever again. So make of that what you will. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, without further ado, uh, this is about movies. Here we go. I like it when people can't do that voice. What still, voice? The Don DeLaFontaine voice. And still try to do it in previews. For, I don't. I definitely know who that is. Can you, for our listeners who don't, can you do that voice for them? the? I mean, I can't do it, but you'll know. Can you attempt? Yeah, I mean, you'll know who I'm mimicking, like the mm-hmm. in a world <laughs> where everything is deep voiced, and I talk in a movie preview like this. Like I like it when people can't do that voice. Like if I got hired to do that voice and I did that. I love it when they put out previews. <laughs> it's just it's so it's so terrible. People who are trying to be him but can't do it. Yeah, just don't. Why are you trying to do that? Just t- just talk. It'd be way better if you just talk. And and 
not every preview has to start with in a world. <laughs> what, what's this movie going to start with? Well, it's in a world where, um, <laughs> so definitely in a world. I was uh, watching another video by Alt Shift X, who I was telling you about earlier, mm-hmm. and uh, I haven't. I've only Ooh. just started. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Sorry, I tried a new yerba mate, and it's orange and it's oh bad. <laughs> Ooh, I don't like it. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> uh, I was I was watching an Alt Shift X video. Uh, only just started it because uh, it was fairly long. It was like three hours, but it is him determining scientifically and definitively who the better author is, George R.R. R. Martin or Frank Herbert of, mm. of Dune fame and A Song of Ice and Fire. Uh, so, um, and he's using another book that is a like 100 examples of bad writing done well. <laughs> and it's like basically just a hundred tropes that yeah. writers fall into. And then it gives you examples of those tropes and it's meant to be kind of just fun. And, uh, you know, cause a lot of, obviously if there's a hundred, you're going to fall into one of them, you know? Well, yeah. And, and, and also the general rule is you learn things not to do. And then you learn why you break them yeah. later on when, when you, when when you surpass the point of at least being kind of good, yeah. then you can start breaking the rules that they told you not to do. Yeah. So he said, we're going to go through and like every time we, uh, one of these authors breaks one of these, one of these rules, rules, they get a They minus. get a point. They get a point out of, so out of 100 points, mm-hmm. uh, whoever has the most, I don't know if they win as in like they're the worst writer or they're, they well, lose well, yeah, as win the competition. The, I'm yeah. not sure like how he's going to actually rate it. So anyway, he started, and the first trope was uh, start your novel uh, with the protagonist uh, waking up and getting out of bed and going to the window, and it's raining outside, which represents the state of their life. (laughs) 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 And that was just so funny to me because, one, it's a very classic trope, having the main character start the story by waking up and getting out of bed. Yeah, I don't know about looking um, out the window and raining. I think it was just more like it's a, raining. A, lo- a lot so of like sad, epic you know? fantasies are like so and so started the day, but yeah, it's like of course he did. Um, but it's that's so funny because how often you see that trope. I have been guilty of that trope in you know when I was first starting out. Well, yeah, it's, it's your natural point to starting your day. Exactly. So you translate so, that like, into when, a story. When should I start the story? Well, I start my day in the morning getting out of bed. Well, that's where the character would of start. Of course. Oh, my gosh. It's so easy. They're the same. Uh, and you, you would you would, uh, you'd laugh if you knew how many clients that uh, have pitched ideas to me for commercials or ads or whatever for their company or product that began with somebody getting out of bed. <laughs> And I've been like, and I they just run kind into of a problem. Chuckle, and, and we're going to solve that problem. It's just like, yeah, I mean, it's just, oh wow, your yeah. brain's automatically, like you said, just like, well, that's where I start. So let's, that's where everyone starts. Where should we begin? In a world where you just <laughs> woke up, you have thirty seconds to brush your teeth. We were not talking, enough time. Not enough time. <laughs> Danger. Uh, we were talking about three body problem, not the three body problem. Uh, <laughs> not the real one. The actual the one. Novel the, one. the novel The <laughs> novel. Um, no, and I was mentioning how I didn't know what it was. Uh, it's it's kind of a, 
Yeah, you said three body problem, and I was like, the Newton thing? <laughs> like, the physics thing? You're like, no, the novel thing. And I was like, is that what people on YouTube have been talking about? <laughs> yes. Uh, I was like, I was like the no. three body problem is suddenly really famous. <laughs> like, Yeah, it, um, I won't get into it because I don't really, I'm, I'm uh, three quarters of the way through. And I still don't quite understand what's happening. It's very interesting, of, very intriguing. Of the first first book, book, not and the third, not book. the series. Yeah, okay. I, I'm not actually sure how many books are in the series, but I think what I just looked up said three. Okay. I think, but it's interesting, and I I don't know how much of it is true. It mm. feels like a bit like alternate history. Is it like playing um, with physics or historical? Uh, or both. both. There's sort of like there's it's it's based in China, and there's some stuff that happens in the '60s that I just don't know enough about Chinese history uh, uh, to know if these events are real events and the story is just based around them, or if the story created these events because they're pretty awful if they're real. Now I know there's been some pretty crazy stuff in China, especially mm-hmm. in the uh, 20th century, but. I, um, yeah, I'm not sure. And as the story has gone on further, we're like in these like really interesting groups that again, it seems like fiction, but I, I can't quite tell if it's like an alternate history type of thing or if this is just completely fake and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but that's just cause I, I'm just ignorant when it comes to Chinese history and culture and stuff. I, I just don't know enough about <laughs> think, it. So I think everyone is even, um, even probably the Chinese. Well, I mean, this is yeah. <laughs> They're like, that's not what happened. Listen to this. Okay. Uh, this is, it's written by a Chinese author and it was translated into English. Um, but it's cool. It's really interesting. I like it. Well, in, uh, in that case, I will say yeah. if it was true stuff and awful stuff, he, if he still lives in China, he may have changed it, it for probably to protect. It the probably innocence. was not what really happened. Uh, it definitely feels like something that has happened in China. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. But uh, if you like Michael Crichton, so author of Jurassic Park and uh, other great books, didn't um, he do Timeline? He did. Yeah. Uh, he's got a particular style. He's very interested in in books that. Uh, focus on or, or highlight scientific advances in a way that is fairly accurate. Now, he likes to take those and then take them to the nth degree. You know, obviously with Jurassic Park, it's about control and restraint and mm-hmm. um, the lack of control that we have when it comes to advances, you know, creating things just because we can and not really thinking or considering whether or not we should. Uh, and then you've got other, you know, stuff about like viruses that break out. Uh, he wrote the original Westworld. Mm-hmm. It's all about AIs, um, you know, rebelling against humans and things. And so, uh, or not AIs, but it, uh, sort of like the androids, I guess I should say, not AIs. Um, but yeah, well, they weren't supposed to be AI. They, yeah, and then <laughs> and then they were. <laughs> <laughs> but all kinds of stuff like that. He likes to do that kind of stuff. But he's very very plot. Like, lots of detail about the subject matter, lots of plot, not a lot of character development. There's good characters, interesting characters, but they tend to be pretty flat Yeah, um, overall. But the stories are... They don't in, really change from beginning to end, either. Yeah, they're, they're sort of... Well, I mean, sometimes. It, well, um, it, it's, more, it's normally more like, this is a good guy. He yeah. will save people. Yeah, that's Watch true. I mean, even people. if you... Like, I like the book for Jurassic Park, and I also love the movie. But the movie is definitely more of a 
story. Like you have Dr. Grant's ha- definitely has an arc. He goes from. Yeah. At the end, he's like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do this. Yeah. Well, and also just caring for the, the children as if they were his own, where he starts off like, I don't want anything to do with kids. I don't want to have anything to do with. You know, I don't want to start a family in that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by the end of it, his his heart has changed, and his his uh, concerns are not so much for the uh, the science, but they're more for the people that are involved. And yeah, um, I'm, I'm thinking, so of, he grows. I'm thinking but of in, timeline. It just seems like these people got sent back in time. How do we get out? Battle. We got out. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Like okay. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, in Jurassic Park, the book, uh, it's it that's in there, but it's not as they don't hit on it as hard as Spielberg does in the movie, and it's fine. The book is fine; it's really fun. There's a lot of really fun scenes in the book that don't show up in the movie, and there's lots of really cool science in the book that doesn't really show up in the movie. Uh, just for time, they don't really need to hit on it, but it's fun to read about in the book. So if you haven't read Jurassic Park or The Lost World, they're great. Um, <laughs> Lost World is a way better book. Than it, yes, it is. His Lost World is very good. Um, it very different, uh, but anyway, this this book uh, feels a lot like a, Crichton, a Michael Crichton book. Like there's characters, but they don't have a lot of depth to them. Uh, the characters are sort of merely there as viewpoints for the, for the reader plot, um, <laughs> and that the book seems through them much more interested in like getting into the science and uh, unraveling this sort of tangled web of intrigue that's happening in the story I, I i don't quite know what the book's about yet and i like i said i'm almost finished with it it feels like it might be building to some big turn uh towards the end with then kind of launches this into the rest of the the series but there's already been like a, a few twists where it's felt like but they're not like super shocking they're just okay the book is about this okay that's interesting no the book is about this and you're like <laughs> oh okay that's interesting no, the book is about this. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, well, okay. Well, what about that other stuff? I thought that stuff was interesting. They're like, forget about that stuff. <laughs> now it's what about, do you know about that stuff. Forget and about so that stuff. It's, it's interesting, but I don't know where it's going. And so I'll have to report back once I finish. But um, so obviously people love it. So there's something, I assume that it, it continues to get good. I'll continue to listen to it. Or uh, yeah, because I'm listening to the audiobook. Uh, I'll continue to listen to it. But uh Three body pro in a world where there are three bodies, three bodies, and there's a big problem. I'm also still slowly making my way through Infinite Jest, like snail's pace. Like I, I make the mistake of trying to read it before bed, which is awful. You shouldn't do this to yourself unless you can. <laughs> like at, when I was young, I would stay up for hours, uh, reading. Like I could just stay up all night reading books. If I'm um, if I'm reading, it will keep me awake. See, now I can't do that. Like all of a sudden, like it just shifted basically when I got out of college. Uh, so in my late twenties, it started to like, I just, as soon as my eyes set, like as soon as I set my eyes, uh, to words on a page, my mind goes bedtime and I like pass out. <laughs> like it's, if I want to go to sleep, all I have to do is hold a book up and I, I will be passed out before the end of the page. Oh, ever since I was very young, I like, I got to get a book away from me mm. I, I will stay awake all night reading yeah. that book I, I mean even if it's an interesting book I, I don't know it's just kind of and again I'm going to bed much later than I was when I was a kid so I was probably going to bed around eight o'clock and so I was reading until what I thought was late at the time so I was just reading until 10 <laughs> so maybe it's Get maybe me. I've always been the same maybe if I read t- you know past midnight 
when I was younger, then I probably would fall asleep. But or I'm just old now. Who knows? Dude, um, I don't know what happened. You don't know what happened? in college. Like, would stay up till my first class. Mm. Go and, and and for the first three semesters it was PE, which <laughs> that sounds was terrible. terrible. Uh, so <laughs> like, can you imagine like like getting up and you're like, oh crap, I'm late, no brushing teeth, and then run laps in a gym oh. at eight a. Oh, it was terrible. But uh, I mean, it kept. I guess it kept me in pretty good shape. I, I didn't get the freshman fifteen until like junior year, yeah, and then it was more like thirty. But you know, <laughs> more like thirty. <laughs> No, it is. <laughs> oh man, hot dogs are real good. They no, I hate, <laughs> I hate hot dogs. Um, I don't even know what I'm talking about. Um, uh, yeah. Speaking uh, of hot dogs, yeah. Speaking of, <laughs> <laughs> is a hot dog a sandwich? Um, I don't. I'm not ready for this kind of conversation. Um, let's go ahead and talk about the menu. <laughs> a, hot, a hot dog's a sandwich, and don't come at me. All right, I won't. <laughs> I don't, I don't know how you classify it as not a sandwich. I mean, do people? Yeah. Really oh, our well, it's a big internet argument. Like, well, how dare you call a hot dog a sandwich? Because <laughs> what? What? Because the bread's not cut all the way through. When you go to Subway, they don't cut the bread all the way through. They pile stuff in there in that little pocket. They wrap pocket. it around. Yeah. So, like I suspected this whole time, <laughs> Subway is actually selling us hot, hot dogs. dogs. <laughs> Exactly. Really expensive hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, ever since that John Oliver uh, know, subway right? thing, I've tried well, and, and Jimmy John shut down, uh, like kind of two or three months before that. But uh, I've been trying to go to Subway. It's just, it's way too much. Yeah, it's way too much. Like I just want a roast beef sandwich, and they're like thirteen seventy four, and I'm like, yeah. you can. I'm not coming back here again until I forget how much I paid for this. Uh huh. And then, yeah, and then I want a roast beef sandwich later, and I'm like, yeah. I remember it was a lot last time. What was it? And then I walk in, and they're like fourteen eighty five. I'm like, I feel like that's more than last time. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. And the next time it's like fifteen eighty seven, and I'm like, I swear this is going up a dollar every time. I, you know, I I hadn't had Subway in years, and then I also watched that John Oliver video, <laughs> and then I felt bad because we got like all our subways uh, in town are definitely like local people that have franchised them. Um, and also, maybe, why are they not, Why does it not have that? a drive through window? Why do any of them not have a drive through? Uh, some of them do. Am I making that up? Maybe I'm making that up. I've never been through one, so maybe I, I'm making it up. What well, I mean, what the heck? Why would uh, you not just have a window on the side to hand out the window? Why are you making me get? <laughs> maybe, maybe that's it. It's like a healthy <laughs> thing, and they're like, "Just get out of your car, take your a car. couple steps." You fatty. That's what makes it healthy. Is the <laughs> ten steps you have to make? To and, get yeah, to and the then store. stand up and wait in line, and then you're like sweating by the end of the time. You're like, "I can barely do this. <laughs> Give me my caloric intake." Um, and it's like, you're eating only half of that sandwich, right? That's why we cut it in half. <laughs> you're like, I'm eating both at once. And they're like, we don't recommend that. That's too many. It's too many sandwiches. It's too many sandwiches. That's a lot of hot dogs. It's <laughs> too many sandwiches, sir. You're going to get fat. You well, only lose weight if you eat half. Every time, I don't understand it. The owner of the shop that I've gone to a few times now mm. since watching the John Oliver video. 
Which is so weird because it's like, yeah, I'm trying to support them, but I'm also just giving more money to freaking Somewhere corporate somewhere. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't, doesn't really do any good. Every time I've gone there, they they changed their menu recently. So now it's instead of you just go up and you just tell them what you want, they have a bunch of items on the menu and they encourage you, not the staff, but the menu and everything around the like store now sort yeah, of encor- like encourages you pointing you to, to those. pick a number. Yes, yes, pick numbers. a number. Now you can change it, but... Very like clearly, a lot of the staff has not caught on to this yet. Um, <laughs> they still remainder so, from the before. So menu. every time I've gone in, the manager, if it's just him in there, he knows that whole menu by heart. He doesn't have to look at it. He has no think about it. I just say, "Hey, I want this thing," and he goes, "Okay." And he he'll just he won't even say anything. It just because it's that way. They don't talk to you. Like he's gonna he's just gonna go make well, my sandwich. To be fair, and he nor, comes back. Nor do I want them to. Yeah, <laughs> what are we gonna talk about? <laughs> Have you had a number three? Have no. you ever thought that maybe your sandwiches are actually hot dogs? And he's like, I don't Did know. you know Subway uses a material that's also in yoga mats? Oh, wow. That's fascinating. You still going to eat this? I'm still going to eat the sandwich. Yeah, I am. I just thought maybe you want to know. Um, but the same but he'll make all that stuff. But his employees uh, don't know anything. About their, it menu. Seems like About their menu. It seems like they don't want to. Right. They may not want to. And you know what? Maybe people are like, it's Subway though. Like, who cares? But I don't know. They get paid all right. And I mean, they get paid as an artist. Let's, let's as an artist, there. yes. They're sandwich <laughs> artists. Um, but like, it's not that hard to memorize a menu with 12 things on it. And uh, every time. I'll go, okay, I want this sandwich. I want the number 12 because that's the one I pick. And um, they'll be like, okay, what kind of bread do you want? <laughs> and to their credit, I don't think there's any bread listed on the sandwich thing. So, all right. But it's I'll pictured take, with, I'll take it's this pictured bread. with a kind. Yeah, I'll take this bread. And then they're like, okay, what do you want on it? Uh, I'd like a number 12, please. And they're like, okay, what do you want on it? Then I'm like, everything that comes on it. And they're like, okay, what kind of cheese? Uh, the cheese that comes on it. And they're like, hmm, we don't have that cheese. What kind of cheese do you want? <laughs> I'm like, we you don't have cheese. that cheese? Okay, I'll just take this other cheese. Okay. What kind of meat you want? The kind that comes Bro. on the sandwich. <laughs> and they look. And like, I'm just like, this just keeps going. And doesn't end until I get to the, the register. And they just, the person just does not care. And I'm saying, like, this isn't one person. This is every you employee. Get to, you get to I've the had end it. and they're like, what'd you order? Number 12. What do you really get? A yeah. roast beef parm. <laughs> like, that's not what I want. <laughs> no, but when I asked you what you wanted instead, that's the agrees that you named. There was like one. So the sandwich was supposed to come with guacamole. And there, I swear this one time, the person was, we got to that part where they were going to add the guacamole. And, or I, I, they didn't add it. And I, they were like, <laughs> Uh, do you want anything else? And I was like, I think it's supposed to come with guacamole. Mind you, the menu is right there. <laughs> All this person he had to do was looked. turn around and look at it, uh, but he did not. And he's looking around, and he's like, sees that they're basically out of guacamole in the thing. And uh, he's like, let me go check in the back and see if we've got guacamole. He goes, and he's gone for a while. Meanwhile, oh, <laughs> my sandwich just sitting there on the counter. <laughs> he comes back, and he's like, we don't got any more. I don't believe you. <laughs> I feel like you do, but you don't want to like go through the, the trouble of getting. I'm it not going to call you out on it. <laughs> exactly. I know you got some baby. <laughs> Just like how like 
dismissive he was. So anyways, then I get my sandwich. I pay $18 for this thing. It's not what you want. It's not what I wanted. So then this is like, so I've gone there a few times now. Okay. So like I said, the manager, I think I've gotten him once, maybe twice. Uh, and this is like over the last like four or however many months. I don't know. And uh, manager gets it right every time. But I've had three other employees make this same sandwich for me. And by far, that guy was the worst. But then another person <laughs> was did the same thing where they asked me each time, well, what do you want on it? I'm like, I really just want what's on the menu. I just, and eventually, yeah. they just took the hint and turned around and read the menu. I, did, I um, do the app, and then I walk in, yeah. and there are no See, I probably should do that, but I just, I don't know. I'm old-fashioned. I like the personal interaction. Mm-mm, that makes me it. a terrible person, I guess. <laughs> but I, okay, so I've been going to Starbucks pretty much every weekday morning and doing some writing before... I go to work, and so I've gotten to know some of the people there. And the worst thing ever is their mobile orders, man. Like they are so swamped with mobile orders that it make it they're backed up all the time because they have so many freaking mobile orders just sitting on the counter, like ice drinks. Just ice is melting in the drinks. People that just don't pick up their stuff. Yeah, but they're still like paid for it. No, I know they get money for it, but it's like. They're just like working more than they would <laughs> normally. So they're, I, but they're not getting paid anymore. It's, they're working harder than they. It's still less than normal. It's just you're not seeing the people, so you're thinking more, more than the amount of people that are in there. But normally, those people would come in and they would have to take their order by word of mouth at the register or at the drive-through, and then still make the drink. You're probably right. It's less work overall. Maybe I just think that people. I think there's also a balance of people that just won't go in because they see how busy it is, and so they don't do it. But they all they will put a mobile order in. Yeah, but the app is, I don't know if it correctly does it. It's supposed to know how many people are in the store, how many orders are up, and how many other mobile orders are also up, and then give you a specified time later based upon how busy they are. Gotcha. So it's doing all that automatically. So, so so when you place an order, it'll be like, don't come until 15 minutes, please. Yeah. I will say, I went to Starbucks the other day, and it was the busiest that I've ever seen ours. There were 30 people in the store waiting for drinks. Uh, and they were like, it was a counter full of mobile orders. Oh, oh, And dude. the orders were not for the people in the store. It <laughs> was a 30-minute <laughs> wait for drinks. One time. <laughs> so I didn't order. I just I sat down. I. It was my, people were there with me the whole time, yeah. and then when I left, they left, and I was there for an hour. So I'm like, Geez. dude. One time I walked. I it was my day off, and well, actually, I think I was supposed. To, I was a shift at that point. I was supposed to come in at two, I think, and they were like blowing my phone up at eight a.m. One person hadn't called in or hadn't shown up, mm-hmm. and it was way busier than I expected on a Saturday morning. And I was like, this doesn't seem like. I should come in six hours early for this. And I walk in, there's a line out the door. And mm-hmm. the and the drive through is wrapped around the building and people are on forty five. Yeah, to that's what in. it was like. Yeah. And I walked in and I went like I went up to the shift at the time and I went, What happened? She was just like she was having like a panic attack. Uh-huh. And she was like, I can't make drinks this fast. I know you can because you're from a faster store in Texas where they trained you. I can't do this. Please get behind bar. And I was like Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like there was there was there were like people sitting down in the whole store, standing up still in line. 
And I like I got on bar and I seriously just went, I don't know what's happening, everybody. I just got here. I'm pretty quick at making drinks. I'll make them in the order that I get them as fast as I can. Please be patient. And, and like some people in the back went like, thank you, God. <laughs> I was like, that seems unnecessary. And then like I turned to the manager and she was like crying and I was like, oh my what God. happened? That, yeah, it was like, because normally I go in and it's about the same amount of people every time I go in, like three or four in the store and like maybe like 10 mobile orders. Oh, I pr- just there's, there's just some, the there's time. sometimes, but this day, I don't know if it's I don't know every fast food place, yeah. but at Starbucks, it would just be like nothing, 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 nothing. And you're wearing the headset. So uh-huh. I'm going to ding. That means a card came up. So it'll be like, ding. Hello, I need a, and then it'll be like, ding, 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 ding. And then like people walking in the door, you're like, what just happened? <laughs> like just cool that out across. Like what, what, why are there 40 people in the store? All of a sudden? And then it'll be nothing, nothing. Mm-hmm. And you're like, holy cow. Or, or people, it would be the weirdest stuff. It like nobody would order a sausage and cheese breakfast sandwich. Mm-hmm. Nobody. And then, and then all of a sudden one day it's like, hey, you got sausage and cheddar uh, on English muffin breakfast sandwich. And it's like. Yeah, well, seven people ordered it before you. I don't think we pull eight. Let me check. It's like, like, like some days it's just all about that. Or like, like baking gouda. You got a baking gouda. It's like, I mean, we pull like thirteen a day, but you're the eightieth person to ask today. What's going on? Like, what are you guys doing? Like, like yeah. somebody's out there with a sign like, "Ask for baking gouda today." It's like. <laughs> <laughs> And then it's like, I have the other ones, the the kind you asked for on other days. I don't want any of those. Of course you don't. My fault. I try to have, um, I, because I've been going so much, I'm like super sympathetic to the employees now. <laughs> They're really nice. I've never been to a Starbucks anywhere in my entire life that was as nice as the one here in town, like the people here. They are like super efficient, super fast at their job, very good. They make the drinks really well. Um, I told you that there was a certain period of time where any, like, depending on whatever, like, day I went and mm-hmm. what Starbucks I went to, that my drink, which I order the same every time, would be different every time. Like, it's notably different. Not yeah, just like, oh, they that, just forgot that, this thing. The double shot one? It's not the double shot anymore. They don't make it anymore. Well, it's, I mean, like, when you were getting that. It, that wasn't the one that was. Oh, okay. It's I was like, this one that that's I'm, like a one that. No one knows. Well, no, you're like right. It's a, it was, it's a standard it on the menu, but yeah. no one knows how to yeah. make it. They would always ask a lot of questions, which is fine. But they would, um, and, and it's specifically called like the when it was there, the Starbucks double shot on ice. Yeah. That's they would always ask me, "Do you want a double shot or do you want the double shot?" Yeah. And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, it was a stupid name because when you come in and ask for a double shot, you mean two shots of espresso, yeah, or a dopio, or a dopio espresso. There you go. This uh, is just a taste of what's to come in our conversation. But, on the menu. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but when you say Starbucks double shot uh-huh. on ice, it's a, it's two like it's 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 two shots if it's a tall. Uh-huh. But it's like it's its own recipe for every size, and it's uh, okay. made in a different way than any of the other drinks. Well, that makes sense. I I don't complain about that kind of stuff too much. Basically, if they make my drink wrong, I I drink it. It's fine. But I try to have. And I'm going to, I'm going to recommend this to anybody that goes to places like this and even maybe like fast food places or, or even a restaurant, you know, whatever you got a favorite thing, have a backup, 
have a backup thing that you like. Yeah. Have a back like if I go to Starbucks, I have my main drink that I really like, but I have a backup drink well, that I, I also like. like. I, I think it's and weird. I have a food that I like. I think but I have weird a backup food. To go food to that a like. restaurant, like you go to a restaurant on Tuesday. That's my Chinese restaurant day. Uh-huh. I get kung pao chicken every time. I think that's super weird. Really? Yeah, I think it is. I mean, I don't go to the places on the same day all the time, other than Starbucks. But that's because well, I'm going I mean, for like, a like it's so much, like it, like it's so ingrained that you get the same thing. And then, like on Friday, someone would be like, "You want Chinese food?" No, I had it Tuesday. It's like, what do you think Chinese people eat? Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had your. I sampled your cuisine one time <laughs> this week. I'm done with it for this week. I don't know. I I think that way about like Chick Fil A. And in and out. Yeah, but even like even in and out, not in and out. I can have in and out. Well, but also <laughs> in and out is like actually Chick-fil-A. more fair because they have like so few options. Yeah, uh, but something like Chick Fil A, why wouldn't you have kind of at least like the whole menu two things you like? That that just seems weird that you'd be like this one or nothing. If I got that, I don't want anything. That's weird to me. Yeah. Like, of course you would like something else on the menu. Yeah, you like the one thing. <laughs> And especially something like Chick-fil-A where it's like you can have it in this form or you can have it in a slightly different form or we can put it in a different form between two pieces of bread or we can put it in a different form, make it slightly red and tell you it's spicy. Yeah. Well, uh, before we move on, I actually should say, just in case there's anybody of import uh, that is listening, the people at Starbucks uh, here in our town are really great, so... Don't dock them for me telling you about that whole, it was super crazy busy that one day and there was a 30-minute wait. Like, that um, wasn't there. No, nah, they know. Don't the worry corporate, it. They were great. The corporate knows what they're doing. They were all in a cheerful mood in spite of all that. So Even even when I used to work there, it was all about. I just don't want to get somebody Well, I mean, like, fewer like, man hours, more output, gotcha. and then, like, you hit the 40-second drive-through time at the window and they're like good try 38 and you're like we just pushed ourselves to get 40 <laughs> we got 40 celebrate 40 <laughs> it's like, we'll celebrate 40 while you try for 38 <laughs> it's like no <laughs> those are good numbers but they're not great numbers. <laughs> you know who's great that one in jackson you should be like them um let's talk about the menu Hold on, I got something first. Okay. What's the fanciest oh gosh. meal? <laughs> I have the I have this thought that I'm not that bougie, but Okay. Uh, you've been you've been proving to me this these past few weeks that I <laughs> kind of am. <laughs> or I'm just pretty cheap. Like when it comes to food. I'm very easily pleased when it comes to food. Well, I don't know if it's pleased or just like like even have experienced like in the movie he served something on a rock have you have you been to a restaurant where they served you a thing on a rock no <laughs> yeah i mean i have it okay <laughs> <laughs> i've never been to a restaurant well okay let me think about this i was i was i was in, obviously i was in rome in italy and they okay and so they, get out of here <laughs> they, they heated they heated a rock and uh then get, give you a raw steak and they're like cook it to however much you like but please don't touch the rock. I was like, this is the coolest thing in the world. I Yeah, the fanciest, you're talking about like the fanciest meal I've ever had? Yeah. I need to think about this. Or like, or like the, <laughs> what's like the biggest tab you, you've been at a restaurant? Well, okay, the biggest tab I've ever had was when I took a bunch of people to dinner 
Well, what was it like each? Like thirty six bucks each for oh. steaks. Oh, I've I beat that huge. Well, okay. <laughs> Sure. I don't. What, what are you trying to say? I don't know. No, I'm just like me, me and I think me and my older brother for real one time did a 500. The biggest tab between, I've ever had between was the when two I, of us. The biggest tab I've ever had, where it was, I thought there was way more. Like the food was not worth that much. The food was good, but to me, no food is worth you know a hundred dollars a plate. But we went to the Magic Castle in Los Angeles, mm. and. The night was worth it. It's a really awesome place. If you can somehow get invited to go to it, uh, it's really amazing. Yeah, di- di- yeah um, Disney stuff is pretty, pretty good. Disney? Uh, it's not Disney. You said Magic. Magic Castle. I thought you said Magic Kingdom. Sorry. No, um, yeah. Um, no, I've never been to Blue Bayou or any of those fancy places that are in Disneyland. But I mean, those uh, are good. <laughs> I've heard they're good and they're very expensive. Um, but the Magic Castle is in Los Angeles. It is a magician's club. And you, it's oh, invite, yeah, 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 yeah. It's invite okay, only. Okay. And I happened to work with a guy who knew one of the magicians who was in the club, and he got me hooked up with an invite. And I've told this story on the podcast. I know I have. So I won't uh, go into it. Really? I have, because <laughs> it, it was one of the first dates. It wasn't a first date. Uh, it was a, a special birthday date that I took my now wife on, girlfriend at the time. And You uh, took her or she took you? I no, took, you her. took her. And... I did not know how much it was going to cost throughout the night because there was the price <laughs> on the website that was yeah. like, it cost this much for parking. That was just the base stuff. Which is valet, which valet at that time in my life, I was terrified of valet because I, one, I had had like most embarrassing car ever. Uh, was still oh, driving, it was uh, still driving just really crappy Toyotas. Yeah. Uh, and I was just always ashamed. Two, uh, I hated paying extra to have somebody park my car 20 feet away. Um, when I could just park on the street and walk. Um, I'm that kind of person where I park at the back of the parking lot in Walmart and I yeah. walk to the front. Like, I don't park close but but anywhere. Like, I mean, I've only really been, like, in Dallas, and it would be impossible to find a spot. Right, like, but that's what I'm saying. Like, if I, got, I could have paid somebody five or ten bucks to do I'd, it, I'd See, I like, would never do that. I just never had this. enough money when I was living in Los Angeles to do that. It was just always like, well, I got to park five blocks away. That's fine. I'll walk. And I just got used to it. So... Uh, so parking valet just was always like, no, no, it's not, it's just not something I do. So anyway, so when I, when you have to do it, like the mm-hmm. magic castle was like, yeah, you have to do valet. And so you pay for the valet, then you get up there and there's a door charge, $20 a person. All right. So we're $20 deep for parking or for valet, then 20, $40 for just to get in the door. So we've spent $60 and we have gotten nothing yet. All that's done is get me in the room. Okay. So we're in the room. And then the meal was like, I want to say it was like $50 a piece somewhere around there. I think it's a set price, but then you can add stuff to it. Mm -hmm. And like Jenny, my wife didn't know what was, uh, like she didn't know that I didn't have a lot of money. <laughs> she thought this is a great present. And I wasn't about to tell her that I didn't have a lot of money, but I knew how much money I, I, I knew roughly how much money I had in my bank account. And I was like, okay, I knew I had a paycheck oh, that, coming. Yeah, that's even I worse knew I had if a paycheck it, if it's coming. It's not like I don't have it on me, which you're doing your bank yeah, account. Stuff. I had freelance, uh, work. And you know, when you freelance, you get paychecks at random times. I knew I had a check coming. I've been told, hey, it's on the way. I was like, okay, I know it's coming, so yeah, I'm good. Yeah, what is on the way? I'm good. Three who days, knows? Yeah, yeah three, two, three, three weeks, three months. Who knows? <laughs> I'm like, all right, I think I'm good. I have enough in my bank account to get us through the night, based on the prices that I have seen. Yeah. On the uh, the stuff in there. Well, 
couple things I didn't realize. One, they were freaking aggressive trying to pressure us to buy expensive drinks. Mm. Like, there's bars all over this place. Um, and, uh, well, yeah, magic's, they, magic's when you did way want, better when, when you're, you're a couple <laughs> drinks in. Yeah. Uh, when you're not able to focus <laughs> as much, yeah. Whoa! <laughs> Um, where that come from? Your they ear. were like, they were pretty. They were like, they were kind of rude when you didn't buy drinks. And it was like, look, man, I'm only not buying drinks because, well, one, I, at the time, I don't, I don't drink, but my wife does. And we were like, I just didn't have any money. Like, I just was like, look, man, I'm here to enjoy the magic because I like that stuff. They're like two drink minimum. I You're can't. Like, Please no. I will literally be working here to try and pay off this drink if I buy one. So I'm not gonna buy a drink. Um, so then we get into the restaurant area and you eat dinner and then you go to the magic shows. You know, there's different rooms in the castle and you can pick to mm. go to different places and stuff. It's really, really cool. It, uh, it's a mansion, by the way. It's like this big mansion that you just walk through. There's different rooms and all kinds of stuff. Was it 8,000 square feet? I don't know. Is that the definition of a mansion? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be over 8,000. It was a house bigger than my apartment, so it was a mansion. <laughs> Um, I, I know that because my my older brother had a like five thousand square foot house and he oh called gosh. his mansion. And <laughs> and I was like, like, "Is it really a mansion?" Really. <laughs> and then I looked it up and I was like, "It's not." <laughs> well, it was a huge house, though. Our waiter was also very aggressive in getting us to purchase certain items on the menu. Okay, so we ordered the meal. They had like two options for your entree or whatever, and uh, I was like, "Okay, cool, yeah, we're good." Didn't think about Jenny might want dessert. Uh oh. I'm not a dessert guy when I go out to eat. I just don't think about it. What? Yeah. What? Um. And do, so, do single women always order dessert? Or do they, I don't or know do about they, that. But or, I just, or do they wait till they're in a relationship <laughs> and then always get dessert? Like what? That no, is, that's a thing. I don't think Jenny's a dessert person person either. But they had her favorite thing. Okay, and I have definitely told this story on the podcast before. I, I'm sorry do, if you're I new. Then not. here you go, first time. If you're not, you know, fast forward. I guess. But I but know. I mean, whatever. This is a thing. Other podcasts. We're do. also talking about food tonight. A lot, yeah, well, so. well, that and this is another thing podcasts do quite famously. It's like this is the first time we told the story. This is the second time. How much does it line up? I know, right? So she. Uh, uh, she also made fun of me for not knowing what tiramisu was. She was like, you didn't know what tiramisu is? And I'm that's like, the, that's she's her like, favorite? I love tiramisu. It's not her favorite, but she does like tiramisu. Was that what uh, was on the menu? No, it was oh, creme okay. brulee. Oh, okay. And um, she, he said, okay, for dessert, we have uh, this, this, and this, and a creme brulee. And she perks up like, creme brulee? Bro, if you, and if I'm like, tiramisu, I'm getting four of them. I look at the menu really quickly, and it's 10 bucks for the creme brulee. Okay? It's 10 bucks. I knew... That I had less, that I was like, okay, I didn't exactly know the amount. I just knew. You can either, you can stiff him on the tip this, or get the dessert. Well, I wasn't going to stiff him on the tip, but I knew that including tip and all that stuff, that I was like within dollars of overdrawing <laughs> my account. Like a dollar and change, whatever. I was like. And I was sweating bullets. Like, I was so nervous. Is this after, that the, I was gonna, after like, the check was coming in, too? No, the check hadn't come yet. So, they so were you're like, not including the check coming in? No, like, I don't... What do you mean the check? Like, the, the like for hand. the for what you're spending tonight, you're not including the check coming in? Correct, because I... Okay. Like, my, at that I thought, time... I thought you were including that, my too. My bank account... Then, okay, okay. Yeah, my bank account would charge me... If you went over. If I went over, and it charges you every time you go over, like yeah. a certain amount. So, like, if I had to get gas on the way home 
or whatever, my car would just get denied. Like it just would be bad for me having no money in my bank account. Mm. Okay. Um, or they would, or they would okay it, okay it, and then spend charge thirty dollars, yeah. and then uh, charge another thirty dollars yeah, on top of the NSF fine for the, fee. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, good times, banking. Thanks, Wonderful. thanks, Bank of America. Um, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> one penny, twenty nine ninety nine. It's like, no, excuse me, another penny. So, yeah, so we, I'm sitting over there sweating bullets, and she's like, "Can I get it?" <laughs> And I'm get like, it. oh no, yes, oh, no. yes, you can. Oh, that's terrible. And um, can I, I swear, I like, I it? was trying to just be like, like this guy, this waiter was so yeah. aggressive because we told him no to the the freaking thirty dollar bottle of wine <laughs> that he wanted to add onto our menu. We told him no to this other stuff, and he's like, "You're cheapskates type." Like I could see it in yeah. his eyes, just looking at me like you're ch- you're cheap, and I'm like. No, I'm poor. Okay, I'm not cheap. I'm poor, and so I would spend this like, money. So I didn't fast. know. All, I wanted to see magic. Okay, and so we. And then you're trying to impress this girl, I'm and she's to impress like, this girl. "Can I get the? Yeah, and but she's being thing? she's being great. And you're and like, you're like, oh, y- yes, yes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I have no idea. I was like, me saying yes to this might mean that you know I have to ask her to pay. Um, or that we have to split it in some way. Like your card bounces and you're yeah. like, I was so worried. You got to run. I was so worried. <laughs> so he comes back and uh, eventually, you know, brings the creme brulee and it's delicious. I don't remember. I guess it probably was good. She liked it. She gave me some of it, but I'm like, I can only taste the tears. Um, I that I'm holding back anything. right now. It so then like we, salt. <laughs> it tastes like salt. <laughs> so he brings the check and I put the card on the on the, uh, the little tablet thing, <laughs> you're like, you're and like, he takes away. Good luck, bud. And I'm waiting for him to come back. And this guy like to come back and be like, "Sir, your card isn't no good. It bounced over." He comes like, back. You hand her the keys, and I've and been you're charged. Like, Go out to the car. Yeah, I've been charged, and um, I'm like, "Okay, we must be okay. We'll see." I might have overdrawn, and they might have charged me. Who knows? But I tried to just focus and enjoy the the magic for the rest of the night, and um, we had a great time. It was a good time. And I got home, and as soon as I got home. I jumped online and checked my bank account, and I had less than $3 left. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yes. Thank you. <laughs> bank of America would have been like, under $5 fee, $40? How does that work? <laughs> and then uh, I want to say I got paid pretty quickly after that. So then I had uh, had some extra cash to pay rent and other <laughs> things. But my goodness, those days, living paycheck to paycheck, uh, going to do something fancy like Magic Castle was was a risk. <laughs> so it was a risk. <laughs> so that's like the fanciest meal that I've paid for, and I don't remember what we ate because I was so nervous about <laughs> about that money thing. I think the fanciest meal that I've ever had was, and this is not that fancy to you probably, but to me it was pretty fancy. Was uh, I went to uh, Sugarfish in Santa Monica. Sugarfish. And it's a really fancy, well, um, to me, really fancy sushi place. And we got, I was working on a show and they, uh, the producers were like, Hey, Randy, I was doing some stuff outside while the, they were shooting inside where they were done shooting. They were waiting for some stuff. So they were like, Randy, come inside and get some food. So I went inside and they, uh, the chef just basically gave us the chef's choice, which was a $40, uh, meal. And the, they just was bring it out omakase, or was it? It I don't know what that is. Um, um, when the chef serves you whatever he thinks is good, yes, it was that. 
So it was uh, every like five minutes they would bring out a small plate with yeah. like one or two things on it. Yeah, that's all. And fantastic. there I had the best sushi I've ever had in my life, um, the best tuna that I ever had in my life, and I tried sea urchin mm. and uh, some eel. I think I might have had eel for the first time that night, which eel's good. Uh, uh, they had octopus, which I've, I had had before. And then, you know, you're... I won't say that it's normal sushi. Like, if you're going to Kroger, you know, it's not that kind of sushi. It was all very different Mm. types of stuff. But it was very good. It was very delicious. And to me, $40 for sushi was insane. This is, again, I'm I'm living in L.A. and I was very poor. So, uh, yeah. Oh, $40? For the chef's choice. Uh, I think think I've omakase'd $120 at least once. See, I mean... (laughs) But you know. I, I was like, I fell in love with sushi like here in landlocked Columbus. Like I like sushi. Yeah. But when I went to, in 2019, I went to California once and I went to a sushi place out there. Holy crap, dude. Way. Well, when you're right next to the ocean. Way yeah. better sushi. <laughs> like, <laughs> like every, every fish tasted a thousand times better. Yeah. I was like, this it's is kind of unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. And now eating it here is just like, I mean, it's kind of just it's reminiscent. Yeah. <laughs> like this is a good, a good, fake. it seriously is like a McDonald's burger compared to like a real good, yeah. you know, fancy cheeseburger. I will say one of the first times that we hung out, you took me to Umi. And uh, which is took, good, we, which is good for me. here. We we met there, and they have some some fun sushi. It's pretty good. And you recommended one that was like the Hulk or something like Green that. Hulk. Was like the Green Hulk. And I was like, cool, yeah, let's get that. And uh, when I got the bill, it was like fifteen dollars for it, and I was like, fifteen dollars. <laughs> I was like, why would Just I pay for that one for roll, sushi yeah. for one roll? I was like, I was like, well, I'm not getting that. But again. it was good. Like, that's how. That's but how it's good with the, it was good, yeah, yeah. but I I still have never gotten it again because <laughs> it was too much money. Uh, so here we are. Uh, if you've seen the menu, then uh, you'll know that um, uh, Jeremiah is Tyler and I am Margo. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we're let's uh, talk about I mean, the menu. Least, yeah, at least a little bit. Let's talk about <laughs> maybe not completely. <laughs> Maybe not completely. I had hoped that uh, Jeremiah would not take me somewhere where he knew that we were both going to die. Look, we're going to die here, so that he but it's going to taste good real good. Uh, I'd like to think that that he wouldn't do that, but who knows? No, no you know, I don't think it's worth it. I don't. I don't also, understand his fancy ways. So. Also, in the movie, wasn't it a thousand two hundred fifty dollars a person? Yeah, they did say that, and I thought that is for these people, that's so not that much. Low. <laughs> that is not high enough, my dude. I. I imagine that that was the price, but like it was still a very exclusive guest list that you had to be somebody to actually get on the list. And it sounded like, at you least could, in the the movie, that the, most of these the people were personally that he's invited. Dumping out, so is is got to be in the hundreds. I mean, and 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 he's and he said gratuities included. Maybe the gratuities rule. That's what they get you. <laughs> Well, I mean, so that's like only a grand a person, you know what I mean? Well, you got to think the, the boat ride over, you got to pay for that, and yeah, then you got you got to pay for valet say, say when you park on the other person, side. Okay, that's another fifty a person, and then yeah. you got to pay to get in. Yeah, okay, but that's what I'm saying. Like all this stuff, you got to pay for your. They, they, you, it should have been. It, I mean, it should have been ten times that amount. <laughs> also, he was saying like, this is somewhere you go as a huge celebration, 
normal people can't even come once a year. Most people can only afford to once in their lives or, or something vaguely like then maybe that. we misunderstood the price then and maybe, maybe I, no i even it. went online to make sure it was really what he said and everybody was like 1250 seems really low per person like 2500 a table seems low uh it should yeah if, it, that may be the one thing i don't like about the movie it's uh, like that, it should have been 10 times that maybe much. they were just trying to be like yeah to and to you know to randy that's a lot of money <laughs> so <laughs> but i mean the whole thing is supposed to be like like upper 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 class like one percent or yeah yeah i just kind of thought that they were obviously because there's some master plan going on behind the scenes that he, they he, were all invited he, lo- he lowered the price lowered the price to time. ensure that they would that they would show up i can't afford 20 no it's this one special time it's yeah. only t- it's 90 percent off that may have been the case because oh, okay, they're sure. like oh my gosh yeah we gotta go oh legit um, yeah. I, got, I got that obviously everybody there was insane let me so let me look at my bank account yeah let me look at my bank account <laughs> I got two thousand five hundred and three dollars. <laughs> I can afford it. <laughs> oh my gosh! So the menu, I think we both liked it. Oh, very much so. Yeah, it yeah. was a lot of fun. It was very fun. It it very much reminded me of, uh, I, and I didn't know who wrote it until the end, and I was like, "Well, that makes sense." It reminded me of like how brutal, but still kind of like tongue in cheek funny Succession the HBO mm-hmm. show is. And then at the end, it was like, oh, okay, that's why. <laughs> well, who did write it? I didn't see the author. Uh, it was, the it was uh, one of the writers, and the director is one of the directors slash writers for Succession, and Will Ferrell produced it. Uh, so well, it was, yeah, no, it Adam, was, McKay, it was, Adam McKay and Yeah, it was like Will a few Ferrell of produced, them. But, and then a, a couple other people. But and, uh, <laughs> and I randomly read one of the pieces of trivia for the thing was uh, the one of the two or three writers got uh the idea for the movie when he was somewhere in norway they took him to an island and they really did lock him in and they could not leave until the meal was done they're they're like you will respect the meal you will not leave till it's done and he got like he was like oh no (laughs) (laughs) so that can you imagine sitting there in the north like in, in norway so you didn't speak the language and you're just like i can't leave I can't leave till we're done. Oh no! And then, like you're thinking, like he's. Gonna uh-huh. yeah. I thought that was. I thought that would have been a terrible time. So, if you've seen the trailer, I don't. I assume that this was pretty well. To me, it felt like uh, we were going to get into some cannibalism. I, I really, I really, really went into it hoping it wasn't that. Yeah, and when it so wasn't, I. I was like. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it seemed like, okay, this is, it It seemed to heavily hint that it was, and I think they were misleading us, but they wanted us to know that this is more than what it seems, mm-hmm. and I think that the trailer got that across for sure, but I definitely felt like, oh, yeah, well, they're eating people, obviously, this is really, <laughs> that's why it's Yeah, weird. and then it seemed like they were um, hunting the people, but, and then yeah. where they were letting them go, <clears throat> Yeah, and like, of course, the smoke shed is going to be, yeah, like... Yeah, the people hanging up. But it also didn't seem like a horror film, so I was kind of like, okay, I don't really know what this movie is. Um, but I was pleasantly surprised when uh, it began and we started to realize, okay, no, this is just like an eccentric person who is uh, who's uh, oh, got some beef oh, the, with the, some the, Oh yeah, the first couple so, of, uh, and like after the amuse bouche, the this the the first course with was the bread no bread. 
so the no, it was the it was the rock. Yeah, the first, first course book. was the rock. Yeah, the second or course the, was the uh, whatever bread, the thing was bread on no the bread. Rock. <laughs> yes, the bread <laughs> without bread. Yeah, that was hilarious. Only the bread accoutrement. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you're gonna have to you're gonna oh, have to like we're gonna set this great. podcast up like this. So <laughs> Jeremiah is gonna say some fancy words, and I'm gonna say Jeremiah, what does that mean? <laughs> And then you're gonna we're gonna have little moments where Jeremiah explains <laughs> what these fancy fancy words are. And if you this. know, good for you. But if you don't, then you know, hey, you get to learn with me. So first off, a mouche bouche. What is what is this? Is I think this a- I think it's it's French for like happy mouth or something like that. Okay, it's it's just meant it's it's meant to be the start of a meal where it it, it gives you a taste and it's supposed to like the chef is winning you over. Yes. Like, okay, the, so like you, that's his first play. And, yeah. it's, and it's always like a free thing, a small thing. Mm-hmm. And he's like, here you go, bud. And if, and if you're like a, if you're like an artiste, then you take that opportunity, the amuse-bouche opportunity to like get them ready for your courses or mm-hmm. your meals. When you, when you go to a fancy place, you can either get a la carte, which I mean, no one knows what that means. You can order everything by itself, or you can get like a fixed menu uh, of stuff that they have planned out, mm-hmm. and and that's like later on when he says like no substitutions. They don't want you to substitute anything on that on that because it's just like the chef planned. Yeah, and the chef knows more than you about food, and he planned it that way for you for you to try it that way. Try it that way. Like don't go subbing stuff. Yeah, but. I mean, it can be like, you know, like three, four, nine, 12, 20 courses uh, deep of stuff that all, I mean, depending on how good he is at his job, yeah. all correlates or flows in a certain way or has like a cohesive feel or, you know, whatever he wants to do with it if he's if he's playing the artist card. Uh-huh. Um, or like some places will just play, like play the card like, <laughs> like like they're trying to impress you so like course one and course two won't necessarily have anything that uh, correlate between the two but like they did this one cool like molecular gastronomy places will be like that's one cool thing and then the next thing will be like the thing with the nitrogen that you breathe out and it's like that's cool too so it's all like like it's not about taste or anything at that point. It's just about showing you a cool food trick, uh. and those are all the courses. But but some like French artist with pastries and stuff would like set it up and like lead you through this and like like all these things have oranges and blossoms in common, and then like they'll take it this way for course one and this way for course two. Uh, but yeah, that the joke about the no substitutions was that like. You you're not gonna get the point if you start subbing stuff. Yeah. So no, like like you're ripping his art away from his cold yeah. dead hands. Like no <laughs> substitutions. So a mouche bouge is like I think you mentioned it earlier. They to me, that they could a- take that opportunity to set up like these are the tastes you're gonna taste throughout the menu tonight, or it could be like uh, correlating to the menu or correlating to all the courses in a unique way, in a thematic way. Or or not. I mean, it could be the exact opposite. But it's, in the case of the menu in yeah. this, the film, uh, that is that is what he did. S- sort um, of. He 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 came out and he said, uh, "You're going to taste what salt, acid, protein, fat, 
sugar. It, yeah, and it didn't have like protein in it necessarily, but it kind of did have the other stuff. But like I said, it's not necessary. Like you don't have to incorporate everything into everything mm-hmm. for it to be a, a theme of something. Gotcha. Uh, but but also uh, like right when it came out, he the little snow that he put on top is like a gastronomy, a molecular gastronomy thing. A food sciencey thing, okay. Food sciencey trick, um, where the Lillian, what's her name, yeah, the critic, uh, called him out on it. He's like, he loves the snow, stupid yeah. thing. I <laughs> <laughs> like, can't get enough of that. That stupid snow thing. <laughs> but yeah, and he was like, "Excuse me, <laughs> I loved it." So it's a bit like an overture. Yeah, so, uh, and and they even kind of played with that in the movie a little bit. Like it seemed like. Like they said, I mean, there was like, not like part one, part two, but it was like the amuse-bouche. Mm-hmm. And like they went back and uh, it seemed like they went around to every table really quick and kind of gave you like a little like, here's what they're doing. Here's what they're doing. Here's what they're doing. Yeah. Okay, start. Course one. And like so we got a yeah. sampling of, of all the characters and, and a, a taste of what they were like and what, what we could expect from them for the rest of the yeah. night. As they're eating the amuse-bouche, yeah. you're getting... You know, preliminary from them too, yeah. kind of like an amuse bouche would be if you're eating. Yeah, I like that. I I really like how the movie breaks every section up into the titles of the course that they are having, and it's not only <laughs> yeah. a, a a description of the the food or the meal that they're they're uh, partaking in, uh, but it is a a well, hint it's, it's at the what's theme, happening yeah, what's, in the moment. And, and sometimes um, they'll hold off on telling you what, what the yeah. like course four is until, until it's, it's like done, yeah. here's course four, but um, it's yeah. like oh oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of fun to be had with those course titles, and then they list the ingredients. There's there's tripped me so fun. funny. It's yeah. so hilarious. Um, <laughs> so especially like the, not, not the mess one, but those one later, uh, the, the men's folly or whatever men's it was. Folly. And then, uh, um, the very end the s'mores was the pretty good. <laughs> I appreciated, um, yeah, excuse my language, but, uh, Tyler's bullshit. Oh, and that one was a good one too. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. It's so good. <laughs> that, that weird <laughs> Oh man! Oh, yeah. you know how to cook here. Yeah. And like and he went, when he was when he was like putting his name on it with Sharpie, I was like, uh-huh. "That looks so dorky." But he was it was all like he's just calling him out on his bullcrap. Yeah. It's like, "Look at you! I'm gonna write. Look how crappy it looks. Get out there and cook. What do you want? Please, everyone, come gather around. Gather around. He wants leaks. Get him leaks." It's like, oh, uh, crap. crap. You want crap? You want <laughs> no. no. No, uh, uh shallots. Oh, a new dicing technique. <laughs> We've been deprived of. He's just like sweating his butt off the whole time. I oh, think, this good. movie has so many great lines, but one of my favorites is uh, when he asks uh, the regular uh, what one course had was that they had last time, and his he can't think of anything, and his wife says cod, and he goes uh, cod, and he's like, no, you donkey! I just it wasn't cod, you donkey! I just love that he just calls him a donkey. It's so offensive in the moment, but you're just like, 
Gosh, man, you're brutal. He he's been like, back 12 times and he can't name a single thing yet. Oh, my gosh. Like, yeah, he just called him out. He knew he wasn't paying attention. Oh, or, that was good. Or when they, uh, the the tortillas, when they, they bring oh, out the tortillas I, and have everything I printed, or the laser-printed images on the tortillas. And Excuse the, me, what, what is this? Tortillas. They're <laughs> <laughs> like really enunciated. No, what? No, What's what is this? On them? What tortillas. is it? <laughs> Sir, that's a tortilla. Yeah. That's what you're talking about. Oh my gosh. You know what I mean. I love I loved the uh also loved the guys yeah, it's just it's succession. It's like the witty back and forth of succession to me mm. is what it felt like. Um <laughs> Do not eat taste. <laughs> <laughs> He's like you haven't eaten anything you told us not to eat, so. Yeah. Well, I know. <laughs> Even later, though, once he's getting kind of uh, agitated by the unexpected things that are happening, uh, he just, everyone's kind of quiet, and he's like, eat! <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, hold on a second. You said. Eat! <laughs> I really love the cast. I don't know everybody. Uh, there are people that I f- am familiar with, and not, but not everyone. Um, I loved, I don't know, I love the whole dynamic of the whole thing. Even though I'm not a very fancy person when it comes to food, uh, it's pretty easy to follow and understand what they're getting at, uh, even if I don't know the names of all the... Well, and it, it's just great things, to make but, fun of yeah, foodies, <laughs> especially the over-the-top ones. Um, well, okay, so it, it is obviously, the it's about foodies, like that's what it's, what it's focused on, that's the subject matter that it's dealing with, but it's about any, like industry or or uh career or, or, or even artistry like a, a fan or someone who's a fan uh, of anything well yeah of anything yeah that people become obsessed with and then there are all the uh i guess you could po- say leeches and bottom feeders who sort of crowd around them and then judge them for their, i mean literally well, well some, some, we are literally <laughs> yeah, doing this yeah like if you think about it for filmmakers like we're doing the same thing now maybe not as well, like not, cruelly we're not talking bad about it we're not talking about bad but anytime anytime <laughs> but yeah okay, this is here's this the deal is that yeah i will say the movie made me feel a little bad about how i talk about marvel movies <laughs> because i'm pretty brutal when i talk about them yeah, and i'm also, like unapolog- unapologetically brutal <laughs> and so uh, like when he was uh it's, it's necessary yeah maybe and, and we're not maybe and we're not in a position like, where we're shutting these things down no we're either. not but at the same time it's like i might be taking some of the joy out of that for other people and i don't yeah, want to do I that mean, yeah. so i at least can come away from this movie with having learned okay there are times when uh, I don't need to be so harsh on stuff because what am I trying to do? what am I trying to prove when like I don't like it you're not yeah like I don't what am I trying to do so uh, I'm sorry I have been that way in the past and I apologize so there you go uh, please don't kill me <laughs> I mean all I gotta do is stab you with some scissors though. that's true yeah that's, that's right yes and that's I'll how that was, that was his apology and yeah. apparently that was good enough yeah <laughs> I mean technically he just kind of like. He didn't do anything. They just he just kind of shunned her and like mistreated her in that way. But I mean, was, I'd say that's I'm not a, saying that's it's not thing. bad, but it is. I like I feel like killing him would be a bit overkill. No, <laughs> but to also think like I did this to you, do this one thing back, 
we're good. We're even now. Like, mm-hmm. and and even I think I'm mean, think the end of the movie when she called him out that played into that, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Oh, I haven't earned it," and he he finally kind of realized that. Yeah. Um, like like one stab in the. <laughs> Yeah, one one stab in the area doesn't uh, pay for all those uh, miserable. Times. It, you know what? What it kind of felt like uh, a very <laughs> and even more twisted um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Like Will, the original. Sorry, uh, the book is called Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, but I'm talking about the original film, Willy Wonka, uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, uh, which is how it's this like kind of crazy person and then all these kids are potentially dying like as they're <laughs> like being you know <laughs> knocked out of the running to uh to manage his new his uh drowning in the chocolate river, ch- drowning yeah. in chocolate river turning um, into a blueberry yeah all this stuff and um <laughs> must, must be juiced yeah <laughs> must be juiced yeah um so all these things uh, is shrunk and then like is you know all these terrible things that happen to them but they play off in the movie kind of like oh these are silly but if you like actually think about it it's pretty dark um, <laughs> she's a bad man. so it's kind of like oh, it kind of feels a little bit like that even with like the placement of how uh you know essentially the everlasting gobstopper in this in this film is the the picture in the little sanctuary of the of him working at the burger shack mm-hmm. and it's like he knows that somebody's going to find it uh, and you know, essentially calling the radio is like selling the uh, the recipe to um, Slughorn. Is that his name in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate? I think so. Yeah, I think Slughorn. And then uh, you know, handing it back or whatever is like the burger thing, which I don't think he expected that to happen. Which I really love because a lot of the joy that in any profession, I think, you know, with how meticulous that they are in that world um, with how meticulous, especially this character is uh, the chef, anything going like everything has to go according to plan. And you can see that he's very, very, very agitated when things, you know, when she shows up, when Margot shows up or her Aaron, as we learn later, uh, when Aaron shows up and is not supposed to be there. Um, But at the same time, I think there's a thrill that he gets by an unknown factor. Because if everything played out the exact way that he planned, uh, there's no, there's nothing exciting in that for him. And I think that that's part of the reason why he's even doing this is that there's no joy in his profession anymore. Um, he he does not even he mentions something that was really sad uh, was that he hasn't wanted to cook for anybody in a very long time. Mm. And um, he's like, I still do it, but I don't want to do it. And a lot of the people talk about how like, yeah, I, I used to love doing this like i used to love this um but i don't anymore so with aaron showing up not only is she someone that can tap into what made him love cooking in the first place but just her presence at all is yeah even even throwing him off his game is making him think is making him have to think and figure stuff out and adapt and i think he found some joy in that as well and so it's there's a sort of meeting of equals in that way in the film that's really good. He's still crazy, but <laughs> in mean, a way that yeah, like he, you can understand. Yeah. Like you're you understand Yeah, yes. but it's about him figuring stuff out. Yeah. yeah. I mean he's never like he never goes to not crazy. He's still a psychopath, but yeah. yeah. But you understand his reasoning behind stuff. So 
But yeah, I yeah, I really like this movie. It's, <laughs> it's very funny, like surprisingly funny. Uh, surprising because I just didn't, I just didn't really expect it to be a funny movie. I feel like you and I, we're in a like ten or twelve other people were there, and I feel like you and yeah. I were the only ones laughing. No, there was one dude right behind me. Besi- well, besides that, that one dude, loved yeah. the uh, the Tyler's like bull yeah. thing. He <laughs> died when that happened. Um. I do know that there was a couple that was in there because they bought their ticket when I went up and they were like one for or two for for smile. And they were like, oh, we're not showing smile. And they were like, oh, uh, how about this uh, good movie? It's just, <laughs> uh, and they just didn't know what to do. And then I, I didn't I left because I bought my ticket and went inside. And then I saw them come into the theater and I'm like, OK, they must have just recommended like the next best thing for someone who wanted to come see a scary movie. This isn't really a scary movie, but it's definitely a suspense thriller, you know, but I didn't, I was like, I don't know if this group is ready for this kind of movie, especially (laughs) at like within 20 minutes, I just had them on my mind and I was just thinking, I don't know if that's like, I wonder if they're having a good time. They sat way in the back. So maybe they were having a good time. (laughs) I don't know. Because (laughs) like, like I always say, there's no reason to sit in the back of a movie theater Unless, <laughs> oh, that one reason. Okay, speaking of <laughs> where we sit in the movie theater, we talked about this a little while back, but our theater now has, you have to select your seat, which in a lot of bigger cities and stuff makes a lot of sense. It's a great feature. There, but in our town, it's kind of dumb theater. because there's always room. Well, unless it's just like a nationwide program. Right. We think that it's probably just a corporate thing for this yeah. particular chain. But it's just funny that it's in our town because it's like, why it's am t- I picking it's a seat? completely Okay, so I would pro- I propose that we play a game. <laughs> okay? So I think we often enough, like, you know, we're both... We're both that those terrible people that show up like r- either right like in the middle of the trailers or like right as they start. Or oh, for this movie, I you walked in as it was starting. <laughs> yeah, like I like I was walking in the back of the door and I heard the dun dun, yeah. dun, 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 dun and I was like yes. <laughs> so it was perfect. I hate seeing previews. Yeah, I don't really like to watch trailers that much anymore, but I do like to get there early. But I, I, I always I got, am like... It's all, you know, I'm always seeing the previews if I do that. I'd yeah. rather walk in. Well, I just close my eyes. <laughs> I For real, I just close my eyes through trailers that I actually care I'd about. I'd rather so. walk in as the movie's starting. Yeah. I don't know. You can get enough from the... I learned it from a friend, but you can just listen to a trailer and you get a sense of the film without having much, you know any visual context for anything, So, which is really nice. But um, especially for scary movies because they give away a lot of scares in, in trailers. So... <laughs> So I um I want to play this game, okay? And usually we let each other know like hey, I'm here or you know whatever. Uh so instead of me like if I get there first, okay? Or if you get there first, whoever gets there so first, picks what? okay? Instead of telling you what seat I picked, I'm just going to tell you I'm here, okay? Mm-hmm. And then you say I'm here. So if you're the first one there, you say that you're there. And then if I respond, hey, I'm on the way, or if you respond, I'm on the way, then whoever is second has to pick a seat that is <laughs> immediately next to another picked seat. <laughs> but you don't know where I actually picked to sit. I mean, usually it'd be the one 
by itself. <clears throat> Maybe. But there's been a lot of times where we've like been in, it's been you and me and one person. That, well, so that's actually been at the Starkville Theater. Uh, that Not did happen, one. yeah. Well, yeah. there's been a couple times where it's like, you know, little pockets of people. But all I'm saying is it's, there might be times where it's really easy. <laughs> but there might also be times where you have to pick your seat and you have to, and you have to sit next to them. You have to sit in the seat that you purchased. I would okay? absolutely not do that. I know you wouldn't, but I think it would be funny. If, like, it's like you, you know, you and me and, like, a couple and then, like, one person who came to the movies by themselves and you pick the seat next to the person by themselves and you go sit what, right what if next there's to there's two and then me and you are buying our tickets at the same time and you pick the outside and I pick the inside. Oh, that'd be great. And then we're like, these are the tickets we bought. We have to sit here. It was like some dude and like, girlfriend. I'm going to move. <laughs> and they're like, hey, did you guys buy popcorn? <laughs> That's how we end this podcast real quick is we get kicked out of this theater for disturbing the guests. <laughs> we can't watch movies anymore. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Because not joking, this is the only theater in town. <laughs> so we get kicked out. We're, we're, we're kind of screwed. Yeah, shuttering the podcast at that point. <laughs> we become a Netflix. Uh, we become a streaming only podcast. <laughs> Well, we watch movies a few months later and then, which or, we're about or to do whenever, because it's, whenever it comes out on Netflix, so it might be like a 1997 movie, but it's like, just out on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> Get shorty. Yo, gosh. Hey. Uh, which, speaking of uh, movies that aren't in our theater, uh, we have a list that we keep, that we share together that is like movies you want to see. And there's like 10 movies on that list right now. And we're almost positive that every single one of them is not yeah. going to be playing I mean, in we're, our town. We're doing essentially the same thing. This so time yeah, last, last year. year around this time, we had to wait till about January or February to actually do the movies we wanted that came out in October, November, and December. Uh, yeah, because they just, the only exception to that really were the A twenty four. Yeah, which you could we could do the, you could the watch screening, at home, yeah. which I think they're still doing that, and we may be able to catch some of them uh, for that. But there's a lot of them that like we're just going to have to go out of town. Or yeah. we're gonna have to just wait until they're available, because uh, that's just even, the way even it our, is. Even our favorite movie was March, and we still had to drive two hours. To see it. Yeah. Anyways, back to the menu. The menu. The menu. It'll is that work. how they say it? <laughs> I don't. It's not fancy. Don't think so. Maybe, um, but I don't. <laughs> that's just my dumb way of saying. It. Gotcha. Uh, the menu. Uh, so I told you before we started recording that I wanted to. That I had a question for you. Asked this, asked you this yesterday or this morning. Uh, this morning, yeah. If you, God, that was so long ago. Ooh, I know. Gosh, it feels like three days ago. Oh man, um, it's been a long day. What character or characters do you relate the most to in this film? Yeah, I mean the most. I guess I. I mean, I don't know. There's not a lot of them. Um, well, it doesn't. I'm not saying like one to one. Like, yeah. But when I joked earlier most, that you were Tyler, I yeah, I don't I mean, think the you're most Tyler. Tyler. But but okay, what parts most, of that character do you think you relate to? The the especially where he can look at this artist guy and see no wrong, and and then like he's in love with everything. Mm. I think, especially with certain people, like. Uh, Maybe I don't over, not the overlooking so much as the like even like I'll even go into like a movie of Darren Aronofsky and I'm like I'm gonna love it everything's gonna be <laughs> fabulous 
And actually, this next movie, I really want to see it. But I'm like, I don't know how it has anything to do with anything he's ever done before. Mm. Like, he usually does, like, big kind of big question stuff, like meta stuff or mm. or uh, universal theme stuff, like big questions, life and death. And <laughs> and this, mo- this movie's like a fat guy watches daughter to hang out with him some more that's that's really kind of all i know about it but i want to know nothing about it yeah but (laughs) yeah i have no idea how i'm gonna like this (laughs) 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 but but having having said that uh i don't know i mean kind of in that way where it's like everything you do is wonderful look at what they thought of that he thought of this too and and I was one of those people in college where I was arguing against the English lit teacher. And I'm like, you can't, you can't tell me the author was meaning that. Like, don't read in, don't read your story into what the author wrote. Let the author speak for himself. You know, like that's not about that, or it's not necessarily about that. He didn't necessarily think that thing. That's not what that story said. You know, I mean, even in the, on this podcast, we've talked about some stuff, and it's like. <gasps> Maybe it was about this genius thing. And then like you can go back to you can go back to interviews and they're like, Oh, I didn't even think of that. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> so I know I do have a tendency to sort of do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, but definitely not like like if he walked in right now, I'm not gonna be some weird sycophant like, please like me, like everything about me, please tell me I'm the best and I'm your favorite. Like, nah, I'm not I'm definitely not Tyler like that. No. Yeah. Well, and also you're not like pretentious, so there's that. <laughs> he's pretty much the worst. So he is he's literally uh, the worst. He is yeah, the the worst person. Uh who just gets it gets worse the entire film. So, oh my god! No, don't gosh. smoke. You'll so, ruin your palate. I mean, that's like that's baseline. Like, oh, okay, I know who this guy is, type of thing. <laughs> you know, you hear that, and you're like, yeah, I know some people like that. But then it's it's when he like, oh, what does he say? He says something. Oh, he he calls her a child. Oh, he says you're being a child, oh, and then he takes him out of his tortilla, and he's like, oh, <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh, you need to try that. Like, like we're mo- we've moved on this. past the fact that he's just called her a child, and he's like completely does not care about oh, yeah. how she feels. Which at that point we just think, oh, he's just he's just a jerk. But really, we don't at that point don't understand the full extent of how much he does not care. <laughs> no, um, he's literally brought her that, yeah. just to so die. that he can get in to di- to die. Yeah, yeah. Um, which that the fact that he's willing to die for this is. Just makes his <laughs> he's he's willing to sacrifice someone else's life so yeah. he can taste a thing. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, just the fact that he's even willing, like his life at that point, it doesn't matter. He's so obsessed with it, and so no, no I mean, like, forget his own life. No, I'm just saying, like, just I mean, even be. I, I mean, yeah, that too. But my like, he picked a person off of the street, yeah, yeah. and said, "I'm gonna slaughter you to taste a thing." Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> Yeah. You're a terrible person. Please like me. Please like me. Please. <laughs> yeah, wait, he's like, uh, they, the chef would like to see you in the kitchen. He's like, can I come too? No. No. <laughs> oh, Why did he pick you? What did he say? <laughs> yeah. 
he gets his tortilla, and he's just like, oh, it's just, just me taking pictures of the food. I didn't think he would actually care. Do you think he? Do you think he's mad at me? And she's like, I don't think it matters. Margo's just like, uh. So I say that I, I joked earlier that I was like Margo. I actually don't think I'm like Margo. Well, when it comes to food, yes, I don't care. But I watched this movie. And I was like, okay, yes, it's about food. But to me, it was more, I was all in, like, because my craft is, you know, it's video and mm. telling stories. And so I thought of it from that perspective. And uh, from that perspective, I definitely am not Margo, who's like, <laughs> oh, whatever, you know? Like, that's just, like, I like the oysters without all the extra stuff. Like, it's, no, I, I like the extra stuff. What's the, uh, what's the character that was the, the guy from The Mess? Brad? Was it Brad? The the chef that the sous wasn't chef. that talented. He's never going to make it. He's well, never no, going to be great. He was talented. He I was think, very I think it's good. Mess. Yeah. So he said he was very good, but he's not great, and he yeah, never will he'll be. Never be great. Yeah. Um, and then he talks about like what it took for him to become great, and how Brad has gotten a taste of what that life looks like. And he says, life, "Do you Brad? want my life?" And he says, "No." Um, <laughs> no. And uh, he says, but it's like, it's impossible to have all this without the mess. And that is, I mean, I know okay, I've been going uh, maybe a little too deep in this <laughs> podcast recently. So I'm probably, I'm going to try not to go that deep, but it definitely evokes some stuff, you know, some feelings in me, big surprise. But that whole idea has been something that I've wrestled with off and on throughout my life, uh, especially in the last 15 years, going to college and wanting, you know, having a dream and wanting to to make movies and things. And, and I've gotten to be able to do that in my own way, um, but not necessarily in the way that most people would see as the successful way. Oh, yeah. Um, and I've, I've come to terms with that in, in a number of ways. But uh, there's definitely been times where I felt like uh, even moving out here was a big like existential crisis for me of like, I am giving up what I want. Because <laughs> um, they don't make movies in Columbus. Because they don't make well, <laughs> I mean, and obviously there's, you know, they make movies in other places. Like now, Georgia. Quite, quite yeah, often, this, yeah. This movie was filmed oh. in Georgia. It, yeah, it was, I was constantly told, I mean, there were people that I met with, people that had been in, in film industry for a long time, asked if I had a girlfriend. This one, I remember meeting with this one guy, and he just was like, do you have a girlfriend? I was like, yeah. He's like, you don't have any kids? I was like, no. He's like, cool, don't start a family. I was like, what do you mean? He was like, you're not going to make it anywhere if you have a family. He was like, you won't, like, you won't be able to, uh, you'll want to, rightfully so, put them first. It's like, you're going to want to sacrifice for them. But you, if you want to, like, make it in this industry, you need to sacrifice for yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, it needs to be all about what you all want. All about you, all about your career. And you, you don't have time. Now, I or, think or that. room for anything else. In a lot of ways. That guy was full of crap. There are plenty of people I mean, in the, the industry who have been it's successful. Just, yeah, but they have families. It rings fine. true. It does ring true. You're right. But I don't want people to be out there, especially people who, who might listen to this that happen to be successful in the industry, uh, <laughs> like, to be like, what? Like no, I love my kids. You like, idiot. this is not, yeah. No, but obviously, obviously it's something that artists, filmmakers, the, that they deal with. I mean, the movie, for example, the movie Interstellar is all about that. It's all about uh, a father who is absent from his children's lives doing the thing that he was made to do 
But in doing so, he has to basically sacrifice a lifelong relationship with his with his children. At the yeah, end, but, and what's cool is he gets a different one on the other side of the bookshelf. You know. He gets a different one. Yes. <laughs> um, but what's what's he gets the thump? He does. <laughs> he has a moment of like recognition at the end of the film of like you know that's, that it's made fun of it's memed but it's it's the uh it was very powerful when i saw the film when he's saying don't let me leave uh there's something to that of you know eventually i guess as you get older you start to realize what things are actually more important and um for some people it is that career it is those that that life you oh, know, it's the chef's yeah. life and for other people it's you realize okay it's not for me like for brad uh if i think that's his name or whatever his name was because Br- brad's mess seems right <laughs> it does yeah but yeah so i i relate a little bit to brad in that way not be- i don't want to kill myself no but to, even uh, metaphorically ending that life or yeah ending that pursuit and i yeah. don't think i know i say that i think if the opportunities came up <laughs> i would i would go back. probably want to take them <laughs> but i also don't have a huge desire to uh, to go and and be a filmmaker in Hollywood anymore. I've I've lived that life. I mean, my story earlier about the Magic Castle and being you know living paycheck to paycheck and all that that was all during that time of my life. And um, by the time that I, like the year and a half before I left to come here, were 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 pretty miserable. They were pretty awful, and I was I was becoming a a terrible person, uh, somebody that I didn't like, and. Other people did not like being around because mm-hmm. I just was not, I just wasn't a good person at the time. And I think I got lucky uh, when, you know, the job that I had sort of ran its course. And then I had the opportunity to leave LA and come out because at the time it was healthier for me to be somewhere else than it was for me to stay in that rat race. I, I honestly think a lot about what would have been different if I had, like, what, who would I be now if I had stayed? And I think I'd be. A mess. Obviously, I can't know. Who knows? There may have been something that changed. Who knows? But I am very thankful that I am here now, and I didn't continue there because I think I would have just been. I think I'm a better person now for that decision. <clears throat> Doesn't mean I won't attempt to, uh, you know, achieve the things that I wanted to achieve. But I'll probably do so in my own way, uh, and not not for the sake of being the greatest. Because I honestly don't think I'm the greatest. I think I've got talent, but I don't think I'm. I'm not the chef. Yeah, I think <laughs> for I'm, sure. I'm thinking I'm. I'm just overput, like pushing for stuff. Mm. Yeah. Just, yeah. Life's good. It'll flow. Yeah. Yeah, I thought about that too because there's definitely things that really bring me joy in life, and uh, I don't know if those are things that I'm willing to sacrifice to have something else that brings me accomplishment. Like if. Am I willing to sacrifice the things that make that bring me joy so that I can have accomplishments that bring me legacy? I, I don't know if that's worth it to me. Um, yeah, legacy to me is just kind of worthless. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm dead, I'm dead. Like, like what, what was the line in uh, All's Quiet on the Western Front? My son's dead. He has no honor. Yeah. Like, my, uh, Jeremiah's dead. He has no legacy. Mm-hmm. Like even if you're talking about him, I'm dead. <laughs> but he was a great filmmaker. Yeah, and he's and he's he's dead though. He's dead. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. And I mean, 
universe is a big long time, big long period. We haven't mm-hmm. been here. Humans haven't even been here that long. That's a big part of that uh, <laughs> the three body thing. Is there's this whole plot line of of uh, human civilization or civilizations in a computer game that have been wiped out, and then life has found a way. To borrow a phrase from Jurassic Park, life has found a way, and a new new civilizations have been created. And at least where I'm at in the book, 191 civilizations have existed in the world of three body. And uh, there have been millions of years between them because it takes that long for evolution to sort of get started like again. Kick start so, again. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, and, and there's a certain point in that book where some of the characters are just kind of like, uh, we've been spending this whole time trying to figure out this problem and uh, we can't figure it out. So why are we trying? <laughs> so, yeah, it's kind of funny how that works out, but. Reminded me of, but it's their their whole point is just, it's just dropping a bucket like it's like yeah you know oh yeah the mass effect just like <laughs> the reapers the cycle has <sighs> repeated itself more times than you can fathom <laughs> really <laughs> the Protheans were not the first nor shall they be the last sovereign you're scary I got the whole as soon as you walk in there and start talking to him that is the best conversation uh-huh. maybe in any video game. Yeah. Like, whoever wrote that, good job. It's so good. <laughs> like, just the way he talks to, to you, and like, you're an insignificant little idiot ant. Mm-hmm. You don't even get it. Like, you can't comprehend how many times we've done this. It's like, what What are you? We are each a nation, independent, fully. And it's like, it's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> we are beyond your comprehension. It's like, yeah, you are. And then, and then two and three is like, oh, they're just AI. All right, <laughs> but it's, the first one was cool. <laughs> two, I, I mean, I love two. I think two. I liked. Really great. The, I liked the story. I still liked the story of two, and I even liked the ending of three. Mm. But the way they set it up in the first one, yeah, it's a little from more. from Sovereign's conversation to to then they dumb it down into like twenty twelve human speak. It's like. Oh, they're big robots with AI. <laughs> it's like, that's not what Sovereign was saying, but yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is a very memorable moment for sure. Sovereign lied. <laughs> he was he was overplaying his hand uh, a, a little bit. He lied a little bit, a lot, a lot of it. So I did love the. Well, okay, before we move on, are there any other any other characters that you relate to in any other way? Ooh. <laughs> you said that and I didn't think of anything other than uh what have I done bad? I, I graduated from Brown and he's like, "Huh. Uh-huh. Did you have student loans?" "No, you're dying tonight." <laughs> <laughs> I did love that. I went and looked up how much uh, how much a semester at Brown was. She was paying forty grand a semester. Jeez. With, and she didn't take no out loans. any student loans. Jeez. Yeah, so he he was just like, "Yeah, you're rich. You deserve it." <laughs> I love that. And uh, I read that John Leguizamo, he was in a movie with who's the who's the big doofy white guy, Steven Seagal. Okay. <laughs> He's in a movie with Seagal. 
So that's what he based his character off of for this movie. Seagal? Was his interactions with Seagal oh, while they were gosh. making the movie together. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. <laughs> oh, man, that was good. He's really good, man. Uh, if you've ever watched the show uh, Netflix Bloodline, uh, he's very good in that show. Yeah, it seems like he's never in like peak quality stuff, but everything he's in, he's really good in. Yeah, I mean, I would say Bloodline's pretty freaking good, but I mean, even like going back way long, what like the original Spawn movie? Oh, I haven't seen. He that. was that big fat demon. Like the fat really? demon, the blob demon. I, yeah, I don't. I haven't seen the movie, so I don't know anything about it. But, but it's like it, he's playing like a five hundred pound fat demon thing, and it was like unbelievable. Mm. And like that's John Leguizamo. <laughs> he's good. He, he's he's fascinating in whatever he's in, and he's really good at it. What <laughs> what other people? Um, I don't know. I, I mean, there's a little bit of every one of them. There's a little yeah, bit of. Being that of like the rich couple who you know just getting so tired of how great life is, I don't care about any of this. I'm not paying attention to it. I'm just yeah, sure, dinner was fine, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> Let's move on. Well, it made me like the whole time I'm thinking, obviously, like the filmmakers are they're breathing some of their own frustrations into this, uh, and I started to think of. If this weren't food, if it were storytelling, filmmaking, who are these people? I mean, you have the aficionado is Tyler of like someone who loves every aspect of the film so much that he actually like doesn't doesn't love care people doesn't care if it kills him. Yeah, well, yeah. and and doesn't care like how it actually affects people around him. Uh, like no one can enjoy a meal with him mm-hmm. because have how obsessed and and correct he is about everything and how much he understands like no one else knows how to enjoy that um so i mean i've been like i i like to think i know a decent amount of, of movies uh and i hope that i haven't been that way but i probably have in some ways you know at certain times and so yeah, i don't so you live in that balance you live in yeah that. But I, I don't want to, you know, that's the thing. Like, you can kind of see yourself a little bit in that. And then you've got the critics, obviously, the critics who are there who, you know, I thought of our my favorite, the one from IndieWire, and um, how uh, he's basically fairly, like, well-loved and, well, and well-hated <laughs> because of <laughs> his opinions. Uh, I think people enjoy his writing, but they also just love to hate him, too, because he's kind of a jerk. And I, I got a lot of vibes from Lillian, is that? What we, yeah i think that's yeah i think that's the critic's name yeah and the uh the enabler her her um per- person that was with her oh god who, like i wish like she was kind of a doofus like yeah. i mean and that's her character but <laughs> how clueless do you gotta be to be like that doofus with that doofus I don't and think he's everything that she said. Oh yeah, mm, gold. Oh yeah. No, I mean, he's a brown sure. noser. Uh, he's he's wanting to to make his way up in that same world. He's just trying to. Oh, if I agree with everything yeah, she who, says, then like, then she'll bring me up to the top with her. One, and that's so no. that's everywhere and, and in, two, in the industry. And two, what does that what does that get you other than second place? You know, but, what I but mean? that's not that the like if you can't get any place, 
that's why not do that? Yeah, there's a lot uh, of people I that believe ride there was a in, there was a great Angeles. movie, and the quote is, "If you're not first, you're last." <laughs> 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 and I live my life by that. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> Obviously, he does not. But oh, there's yeah. a lot oh, of people. Th- there's a for lot of sure. Like oh that. yeah, use that word in the review. I mean, that even just in Los Angeles, I say Los Angeles, but the film industry is all over. But in just in the film industry, it's there's that mentality of like, look, I can, like you've got to look out for yourself. I can't. Everything's about what you're accomplishing, what you've accomplished, what you're working on right now. If you don't have anything you're working on, you're like finding creative ways to like talk about how you're like <laughs> to, you're like to brown nose. really like not just brown nose, but like just like because God forbid you tell somebody that you're not working on something. Yeah, because then you're irrelevant. Oh, yeah. You're irrelevant, irrelevant at that point. And then why, you know, why am I talking to you? Even and this is like not just like oh, the big fancy successful person talking to somebody who's just you know trying to make it. This is the people that are both just trying to make it talking to each other at like <laughs> gatherings, and that can get really tiring. And trying to impress each other, it can get really tiring to try always like be, you know, confidently. Uh, displaying this air of yeah i'm i'm on my way better than you (laughs) like i'm on my way i'm definitely gonna get there one day and everyone kind of believes it but kind of doesn't and i'm an actor adam sandler has that joke about uh in his special uh 100 fresh where he's got a song in there where i think it's his sister or somebody uh, calls him and asks him to um he just goes oh no oh no he keeps saying "oh no" over and over again, uh, and then the song ends with him saying, "Like my sister called and asked, and said my my nephew's moving to Los Angeles and she wants me to help him." <laughs> and it's like <laughs> that idea is like, I mean, that happens all the time because people just they need an in, you know. Mm-hmm. And so that mentality. So this guy, to me, he's just somebody who's just. He's just trying to, he found somebody who's found success. Yeah, he's trying to get as close as possible to them. And he's doing it I can't, to like, the point I, of like no self-respect. So, oh God, it's so. Oh, it's awful. Yeah. Counterintuitive to my <laughs> per, like core of personality. Just to be like, yes, uh-huh. yes, yes. Everything that you say is brilliant. <laughs> like, like, even if I agree with you. I'm gonna say the opposite. Like that's the first thing that's gonna go. <laughs> it's it's exactly counter into uh, everything about me. So if there's anyone there in the movie, I have nothing in common with. It's that guy. Okay. <laughs> for, for <sure. laughs> like if I'm 100 percent in love with you and we think the same in sync in the set, like I will disagree with you 99 <laughs> percent of the time. Love, only ninety nine percent of the time. What was the stuff that came out that she? Um, it was the it was the bread without bread was one of the little dips. Emol- the the emulsion split. Yeah, the split emulsion. <laughs> whatever. Um, she yeah that whole thing when they brought her out on uh, like a bigger portion of it. Like here's some more of the split emulsion. <laughs> um, but I love when when she mentions that. I think it's that thing. She, she says something about it. She's like the emulsion is split, and he's like. You know what? I wasn't going to say anything, but I noticed it as soon as, as, soon as it came, came out. out. <laughs> First <laughs> I want, thing I saw. I to smack him across the face. <laughs> it was just like everything about it was so funny. He's like, hey, we're going to be okay. She's like, no, we're going to die tonight. Yeah, we're going to die tonight. <laughs> <laughs> They're so funny. It's so funny. Uh, yeah, I love the... Uh, and then they bring out that big salty, old bowl. Salty, like the sea. Uh, salty. We're, we're eating Sal- the ocean. No, this is the classic. Oh, we're eating the 
Oh, like, like, uh, yeah, he's the lassic. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, of course. Don't know why I didn't think of that. Also, there was that joke about um, he told her not to smoke because it ruins her palate. The critic smoked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't notice that. That's great. That's great. So the, the whole thing about the critic the is thing. she's, she's just a literally yeah, just I, living yeah. a lie. <laughs> I didn't notice that. That's <laughs> Oh, we were, I was going somewhere with this, but the, uh, I don't know. We can just talk about all the other characters too. I mean, the, the banking guys. Oh God. Oh, were, oh her were, power play scene. Oh gosh. Yeah. Oh, everything so that good. her interaction. So, uh, Elsa's interaction with, with all three of them <laughs> were so fun. Give me some bread. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> did you just say no? Yes. yes. I did say no. <laughs> Like even how she broke that down was yeah. like, yes, I am telling you no, so no, yes. <laughs> yeah, and of course, me? do you know her best are? line uh, when she leans over to him and, and says that uh, he will says you will eat less than you desire, uh, less than you desire, but more than you deserve. <laughs> and he just sits there and he's he like about up. to cry, like he's so like, what are you talking about, lady? This is like. Because at that point, they don't fully understand what is about to happen. And so her saying that to him is like, I felt like he wanted to like curl up in a ball and die. He's just like, <laughs> you were so intimidating. Yeah, right after the other guy was Can you imagine like, if you're at Applebee's and some the waiter comes up to you and leans over and says that to you? Yeah, after telling you, terrified. Can, I, can I get this Bread? thing? And, and they they're no. like, no. And you're like, and then... Uh, Right before that, they were like, how's your home life? He was like, really bad. Are we talking about this? <laughs> it's not a good life. <laughs> no, we don't have to talk about that. Okay, thanks. <laughs> yeah, he was, having a, he was having a bad life. Welcome to Chili's. Real bad 10 minutes. <laughs> You're going to eat less than you deserve, or less than you desire, but more than you deserve. <laughs> Thanks, Chili's. Uh, we got all the we got all the different sous chefs, and uh, all ninety of them back. All there. ninety of them back there. I, big dude. Okay, <laughs> I love I love all the uh, interactions. Every time he clapped his hands was hilarious. It scares everybody <laughs> in the room. And I love I love when she took it when she did it at yeah. the end. Yeah, it's like look at you. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I believe that Anya Taylor Joy can can clap her hands that loud though her hands are so dainty i don't know if she can do the whole bam i mean it's all about it's all about placement i think not, not necessarily hand fat hand fat yeah. <laughs> i just figured it had to do something to do with the size of your hands you're just so tiny and i would say like if you cup it in just the right way and then like the other yeah. one just smacks it just it just the right angle i think i think you clap all right fair enough I think you can clap a real loud one, Anya Taylor Joy. Well, then forget what I said. <laughs> Sorry, Miss Taylor Joy. I didn't. Uh, was it? Uh, <laughs> or is she Miss Joy? Uh, I don't know. Is she married? She's married. I don't know. Miss Misriz. Misriz. Misriz Joy. I feel like professionally, people just say Miss. I mean, because like Mrs. professionals, like they keep their name because of. You know, it's their brand. I mean, technically, that's what being married changes from Miss to Mrs. Oh, I know that. But it's Mr. either way. Because he's the man. Speaking of the man, 
Uh, we talked about the scissor scene earlier. Scissor. But the sous chef that comes in. I love when the all the, the – so they send all the men. They're like, you have 45 <laughs> seconds before these people – I thought they were all going to die. That, as soon as they caught them, they were, they them. were going to hunt them and kill them. And then immediately the one guy just books it. <laughs> and he's like, okay. What's, uh, I guess the 45 seconds starts now. And then people what's just kind of. sycophant boy? Oh, Tyler didn't move. Yeah, no, like, he's just I'm like, good. I'm good. And he's like, you too? He's like, oh, okay. Okay. Right. So. Which the whole time we don't know why he's acting so weird. But then you find out it's because he knows what's going on. So it's he's just like, it doesn't care. Um, but. I love that uh, when they go inside, she takes, she's like, it's chilly out here. Let's go back inside. And they're all just sitting at the table <laughs> and they're just talking about the absurdity of the whole thing. And they think that they're confiding in this sous chef who's like, maybe we can reason with her. Yeah. And they're like, this whole thing, does everyone actually have to die? Like, that's kind of crazy. And she's yeah. like, that was my idea. I'm, I'm really proud of that. that. Yeah. I'm really proud of that. <laughs> and then she starts talking about her life and starts crying and they're all trying to make her feel better. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh. They're like, no, this... This is really good. Like, it's yeah, it's it's better than other ones I've had. <laughs> I was going to say the uh, the uh, the foam. Yeah, is really standing out. I <laughs> haven't tried foam before. And then, of course, I think the moment where we maybe laughed the hardest was when uh, you see that guy that we were talking about earlier in the chicken coop. Oh yeah, and they they like. He's Open like, up the little window, the window and they're like, yeah. here's an egg for you to enjoy for being the last person to get caught. And then he just takes it and he's like, oh, all right, I guess I'll just eat this with the chickens. <laughs> I love that he was in the so chicken So good. Too. And they did, They just like knew he was in there. Yeah. They just popped the window open and like, here, here you go. You go. <laughs> so great. Uh, and then when the, the, the Coast Guard shows up um <laughs> the because the whole time you're kind of like i mean there's so many things like that this movie reminds you of and your mind is racing to kind of like okay what's gonna happen there's got to be somebody there's got to be a disgruntled employee who's not on the same page as the as the chef you know there's a sous chef who's gonna rebel so maybe they can get it in with them and that's how they get out but that's not the case everybody is 100 percent full-on on board with this plan <laughs> and uh everybody's like, I mean, because that can't, it's got to be a toxic workplace. Like, it's got to be. You don't have that much efficiency without it being a little bit toxic. So Chef is constantly, I want plating in five, I want this, and everyone's just military, just, yes, Chef. And the when the Coast Guard guy comes in and Chef says something, uh, makes a little joke, and he turns to look at the kitchen and in unison, everyone in the kitchen goes, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Creepy. Yeah. I really, I like that the Coast Guard was, <laughs> was on their team and him saying, we're all doing this, you know, like whatever his line is about how we work together on this or we don't, or it all falls apart type of thing. Like that's kind of, he was kind of like teaching everyone a lesson about what it's like to work in the kitchen is everyone <laughs> works together or it doesn't work. And it's like, Oh gosh, like there's literally everyone loses the hope that they might've had. But I really, I was really hoping that his suit, cause he walked in and he was like, Hey, I know you, you know, that he was going to say, Oh yeah, Dr. Sunshine or whatever that movie is that he's in. And he did. 
No, I know. Oh. I was hoping that he would. Okay. And then I was like, oh, man, he's he's got to be like, I loved this movie, the one that we know <laughs> that the chef hated. Yeah. Uh, and I was ex- fully expecting uh, that the Coast Guard guy just to be like, oh, man, yeah, I loved you in this movie. Bang! And then just die <laughs> because the chef shoots him. <laughs> Which I imagine that probably was on the table at one point or another. And I think maybe the version they came up with was, works better. But I really thought it would be funny if that was just one more like twist of the knife of him going. The only reason he's there is because not, <laughs> not because he's a bad person necessarily, it's even though even though he is, we find this out. But it's not that's not even why he's there. He's there because he was chef in a movie that, movie, yeah. that the chef went to on his day he off. Ruined his day, and he hated it because it ruined his day. <laughs> like that's amazing. <laughs> It's like I didn't direct the movie. I did. I just was in it. And he's like, "Yeah, oh, it's depressing <laughs> when an artist loses their edge." <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> he's he's not gonna fight it. And then he just goes, "Yeah, all right, yeah." yeah. You're right. <laughs> in that moment, he accepts death. Yeah, for it. he's just like, "Yeah, yeah, you're right." Oh gosh, I love his line too about when when the the Coast Guard guy is coming in. The chef is like, everyone, be quiet. Like, don't say anything. And they they come out there and clean off all the, the blood and stuff and cover <laughs> up all the, like, bad things that have happened. And he says, and I want you, while you're waiting, I want you to think about why you haven't tried to escape before now. Because <laughs> why, you probably you could have succeeded. Hard, yeah. yeah. And it's like, he's like, something to think about. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, None just, of you have tried very hard yeah. to escape anyway. <laughs> why don't you think about that? <laughs> Okay. Yeah, you're right. Uh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> Only Margo and uh, Tyler, I guess. What? Yeah. One thing that didn't make sense was why would the why if he's getting the autograph, does he look at the help me as like as he's walking out at the perfect time for him to look at the help me? If I he think he real. just knew that it would be, so he just is playing out the part. So. Um, eh, or right. or he's looking, and maybe they ran scenarios where if he says "help me" or anything like that, then you do this. But if he just says "pull out a fake gun," but, and yeah. but if it doesn't, then you just leave, and then that's how it ends. You know, it felt like they had uh, plans for everything, even when uh, he tells Elsa that, uh, or he tells Margot that Elsa didn't bring Elsa the didn't bring the barrel. And Elsa's and she like, freaks out. no, like he didn't tell me to bring the barrel yeah. and uh, knows that she, she thinks that she's being replaced at the very last moment, uh, which I thought was crazy because she says, oh, no one's allowed in chef's house and she's in chef's house because she knows that Margo's going to Well, she's getting there. her out. Right. I mean. Right, yeah, but she's <laughs> not allowed in there either. So, I mean, who's. Yeah, but I also love that the chef's house is just the restaurant with a bed in it. What a creepy like, that's so reveal that was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah she walks in and she's it's like, the restaurant the? but with a bed in it. <laughs> what? No breaks. <laughs> just you live and breathe this. This is my life. Yeah. <laughs> I dream here. I eat here. I sleep here. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know. You get the the financiers, like you know, I was talking about the connections between you know the food world and then the the filmmaking world. You have the the financiers, the financiers of, run everything. You know, they they have the money, so they determine you know what 
lives and dies, and then you have the. <laughs> but we supported you the, through COVID. <laughs> the movie stars who you know, the, yeah, right, and the movie star who thinks that they're hot stuff, and really they just take advantage of the people around them, and the assistant who is like overworked and is have struggling to find any other career outside of that because there's literally no upward movement mm-hmm. after that. You know, where do you go from being an assistant to an actor? Like, I, I mean, obviously there are stories of people who have gone to do other things, but it's, it's one of those sort of okay. careers. that's kind of like, I'm going to be, well, what else do you do? She had like five things in that title. What was it? Assistant to the development producer uh, of the developer, which means the- nothing. And she didn't even know what she'd be doing. You know, she's like, I'm going to develop things. I loved her line of, or when they were when they were admitting things to each other, and he says, "I wrote you a, a negative review for Sony," and she says, "I know you cc'd me on it." <laughs> Just like, <laughs> oops. <laughs> He's so used to cc'ing her on everything that even his blackmail. He's like, "Cc, ah oh, man, oh well, That's, oh well." I've been stealing from you. Yeah. Uh, I know. <laughs> Um. <laughs> then you have people. Uh, the, who else was in the room? We've got the his, his silent mom. His silent mom, who's just completely like, I don't care about any of this. Like, whatever. She's had a rough life. <laughs> yeah, and, and how much, like how much he despised her too. But he was, he was still like, oh, mommy, yeah, beautiful mommy. You cared for me when I was a child, <laughs> and uh, she's just trying. She's just trying to get wasted the whole night. Yeah, I think she has one line, right? Uh, like one. She does say. I was going to say she has no lines, but she, she does say something. Something at, at one, one point, point. The, which is funny that I don't remember. What it, I think it was something about him being like a a good boy or something. But something I don't remember who she was talking about though. If it was her son or if it was somebody else, I feel like she just yelled a just name. Said something. The uh, the regulars uh, just remind me of people who who watch movies who can't remember what happened in the movies or doesn't really care that much, but they watch movies and it's like yeah whatever. Oh, for me it was I don't, I don't know that I was it, well I wasn't reading movies into it I was just reading like art in general sure but like investors who don't really care about what the artist is saying but you know. That's going to be worth twice what it's worth. I'll buy it. Sure, whatever. Who yeah. cares? Yeah, I just thought of them like is like, yeah, I see movies because I can, but I don't actually know what or care about what is in them or what they're about. And then in this case, obviously, the food is the point, or you're talking about just art in general. Because we have the investors already represented by... Yeah, but that, and they I don't, don't really know. Care. They're like just, a, they're, it'd be they care about the money. So. A little different. <clears throat> they're They're about like changing what the artist is doing so that the artist makes more money and like the artist itself is a corporation Mm -hmm. but but the regulars are more like uh, taking the thing the the end product Mm -hmm. and they don't care about the the, they don't care about what the artist produces at all they don't they don't care about the art yeah i don't think they benefit from it though like it didn't to me didn't seem like that they were benefiting from his success other than that they got to say that they go to his place once a year, I mean, twice a year. Yeah, that's a benefit. Sure. 
Well, uh, that, not a financial one, just a but, like. But that's the only benefit you get from going to a restaurant, you know? Like, oh, I got that. We've been eleven times. Yeah, but I, I guess. But I mean, it's like it's very exclusive, right? It's Hawthorne. It's the difference between yeah. It's the difference between, <laughs> uh, you know, if I were to go to a really fancy place like that, like I'd probably only get to go one time in my life, and it would probably be something I talked Ooh, about for a long time. And if time. they served me that, I would make fun of it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that would be an unfortunate and, if, and it, like oh wait thing, in the I, in the anthology of when uh, Jeremiah decides he's leaving horror movies before anything bad happens. Uh, <laughs> we've talked about men and like barbarian when I would have left mm. this movie the first ten seconds. The what, what he said like one thing, and I was like, I'm out. <laughs> what did he say, Tyler? At the beginning of the movie. Oh. <laughs> said one thing to Margo, and I was like, right there. That's where I'm out. I'm not going with him. Yeah. Dude, that's a jerk. No, I'm done. Right. Uh, and you're like, really? Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, no. I'm, I'm just, not I'm not uh, in for this horror <laughs> show. No. Like, if I'm on a date and somebody says something terrible to me, like, you're such a, like, even, not even the child thing. It was something at the beginning, but it was like, like, you don't know what you're talking about. Blah, blah, blah. blah. Don't smoke. You're going to ruin your palate, you stupid idiot. It's like. I'm already like, yeah, we're good. I'll see you. <laughs> I'll do what I want. Thanks. So yeah, that's uh, that's where I get out. So I don't mm. die that night. You don't die that night. <laughs> you just like you leave before it starts. It's probably a good call. Probably a good call. As soon as yeah, as soon as he's like, <laughs> blah, 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 I'm like, well, you're getting alone tonight, bud. <laughs> See you later. I do. I do appreciate how they. Sorry, like the fact that when Margot gets off the island and is driving away on the boat, that we're like, I mean, driving a boat is not that complicated. But if you've never done it, it can be. <laughs> it's going to take you a minute to figure it out. If yeah, you, I feel, if at I feel all. like she was in there for a while, right? That, yeah. And that's what I loved about it. How they basically were like, yeah, we know, you know, she doesn't have boat training. <laughs> Um, but you can like write that all off by her just being frustrated and be like, mother, <laughs> just be like, come on. Punch, punch, like, punch, and it's punch. not like I punched the boat and it starts. It's not that kind of cheesy. It's just like, she's just like trying everything and doesn't know <laughs> nothing working. And then finally she, you know, lands on it, but it's like, all right. Clicked a thousand buttons. And then her, yeah, the whole, just like stopping the boat in the middle of the lake to eat her cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> so good. She was still hungry. Wiping her mouth with the menu. <laughs> I loved at the beginning. He was like, you have to eat. I've planned it exactly to where you will be full, yeah. not overfulled by the end. Yeah, she's like, she's like, I'm a little worried that I'll be full later. It's like, that's impossible. I've planned this out exactly so that that won't happen. So please eat. <laughs> you told us not to eat. Yeah. Oh, you know what I meant. Kill her now. <laughs> There's more of this uh, terrible <laughs> orange here from my day. Uh But anyways, obviously, yeah, so we're talking, I am I enjoyed viewing the movie from the perspective of, you know, seeing everybody as uh, some part of the film industry. The, the chefs, the sous chefs, all as uh, fellow filmmakers who were not as successful, but were still very good in their own right. And, um, you know, the auteur is uh, the chef. The auteur. Um, yeah, yeah. I really, I did. I mean, as far as I know, he's insane, but I really related to that same idea of you know looking back and thinking, oh, I haven't enjoyed doing this in a long time, and I like 
him saying I can't, you know, I it has been a long time since I wanted wanted to cook for somebody. The key word being wanted to, because he doesn't it doesn't bring him joy anymore. And I'm not saying that me, you know, making stuff doesn't bring me joy anymore. Uh, but there's a certain point when stuff becomes just jobs and business, and it, it loses that. Yeah, work flavor. instead of work instead of the pleasure. Passion. Yeah, the passion would be a better word. Yeah, and then you just you got to find a new way to make that passion come back. But, uh, but I mean, I can still I can still relate to that, and I can still understand that. And so I get that it makes him an interesting <laughs> or character. Realize that passion is derived from the word for suffering. Oh gosh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you agree, uh, and you agree and you give in you this movie a, was great you though. make a mess we i very much enjoyed it i will watch it again it was almost perfect the first the first third is perfect second third is 9.9 but i feel like they set up a little too much and there's no way they could deliver what they were promising, but they almost do. Hmm. So it kind of yeah, it comes out being like nine point eight, but uh, then I'm just doing what the movie's telling me not to do. So you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you lost it on the dessert round, boys. There you go. Should have been something better than s'mores. I did see a, a comment on Letterbox that, or a review, if you will, that was like. Oh, so the the foodies get their get their own midsummer with everybody burning in the <laughs> with, their, <laughs> with their costumes on their marshmallow costumes, which I thought I, I mean it felt a little that, bit like a, a nod yeah. to it because of how that they set it up, how they set it up. Also, the score uh, was is, Colin Stetson is the hereditary guy. Hereditary, yeah. So there's there's some there's some connections there, which I thought were pretty funny. But yeah, but that music was great. Yeah, like actually, actually, one guy I saw was like hearing the soundtrack, especially the final song in like the peak of it. It reminded me a lot of Hereditary because it sounded like it. And then later on, I found out that it was the same guy who did Hereditary. And I don't know if that makes it more or less acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> Because he was like, I sort of figured it was like a nod to Hereditary soundtrack, <laughs> but now I know that it's the same guy, so I don't know if it's a nod to it or like he can't not make that sound. <laughs> Either way, it was still good, but I just don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like, uh, well, Hans Zimmer did uh, the soundtrack to Gladiator, and then another guy whose name I, escapes me did the soundtrack to the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie, and then Hans Zimmer took over mm-hmm. for the second and third film once it was super successful. But I think most people know that Hans Zimmer has like a, a pool of very creative people that work with him, and he puts his name on stuff. Not saying that he doesn't do work, but it's I think it's fairly well known that he just he kind of has a a team and a lot of the work, a lot of the music that he <laughs> puts his name on is stuff that he didn't compose, you know? Yeah. So from, from the ground up, it'll be right. like Hans, what do you think about this piece? Yeah. I like that. Combine it with what Jeremy said the day before. Exactly. Which, you know, whatever you like make, make of that, which Hans like. Zimmer is British. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, I don't know what he actually is. Uh, the theme, like the famous theme from Pirates of the Caribbean is in Gladiator. There's a scene in the very beginning when 
they are fighting the last barbarian horde, and they're charging in on Calvary. Is it really? And it's and it's not quite the same. Like, there's not the little like Caribbean flair to it. Like, it's got like it's it's a little more like stiff. It's not as playful as it ends up being in Pirates of the Caribbean, but it's the exact same thing, and it doesn't continue. <laughs> it's just in that one section of the movie. And I was like, what the heck? Because I, I hadn't seen Gladiator in years at that point, and I went back and was like, this is Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so this means, I have a feeling this means that the guy who did the music for the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie actually did the music for <laughs> Gladiator, but Hans Zimmer's name is on it. So I'm like, oh, gosh. So this guy was like, well, I had this great theme in Gladiator that didn't go anywhere. So I just made it work for pirates, and it's brilliant. And so it's like, <laughs> good for you, man. And then Hans is like, I'll take that. <laughs> Thank uh, you very much. That was originally me. I will remain me. Thank <laughs> you. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Parts two, three, four, and forevermore. <laughs> Hans Zimmer. <laughs> He's like talking himself up. <laughs> yes, that was very good, Hans Zimmer. <laughs> Well, we liked the menu. Mm. We hope you liked it too. And I'm a, I want to, man, that really, Are you even, well, no. And even like we just came from like a Thanksgiving, a pre-Thanksgiving <laughs> friends meal, but it was like, a, I really wanted to have cheeseburgers here. Like when oh, we started. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually had a cheeseburger for lunch today in honor of. And a really good cheeseburger. Too. Oh, oh, that should be our. Oh, we haven't been doing Instagram pictures. We need, that needs to be our Instagram picture. We need to have a cheeseburger. Yeah, mm. like be, just be eating cheeseburgers, looking at something. <laughs> Some big old fat cheeseburger dripping with cheese. <laughs> Man, that cheeseburger looked so good. It did look good. I liked how he's like, I'm gonna make. You a cheeseburger that's so good you it will be it will make you think that it's the first time that you've <laughs> or it will remind you of what it was like to try a cheeseburger for the first time. Now, I was th- I was thinking about that today. Like when I was little, I really liked fast food. Yeah, me too. And I do not. Yeah. Has and I it, don't know if has I've changed it or changed. If they've changed. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Like I know McDonald's has changed. And the last, like, I had a burger from them, like, it was one random thing where we were out, uh, we were out, so I was out really late for something, so at, like, midnight, I was getting dinner, and I was like, what's even open? I mean, I guess McDonald's is 24-7, and I was like, I don't know what to get here, I never go here. Big Mac? Oh, it was awful. Yeah. It was really bad. Yeah, it's real bad. I swear I used to like <laughs> What happened? I don't know. Um, I mean, the, the bread was kind of like stale. It was only barely warm. It tasted just old, gross, and cheap. And it was like $8. Yeah. I think I lost my taste for McDonald's uh, in high school. That's kind of the last time I like actually enjoyed it. And then I went to like yeah, I think a lot of the reason for that is because I really discovered In and Out. <laughs> like I had had In and Out since I was a kid, but I 
was driving and I could go wherever I wanted. And so man. I went to In-N-Out more often. And so you like you <laughs> like the In-N-Out fries, man. The burgers. Are I do. No, some people don't, but I love them. I wanna, I wanna what did move, he call I those types of fries? Because he asked her for crinkle cut or what was the other word he said? Julienne. Julienne. Yeah. Is that just like what is that? Uh, like thin, like thin shoestring, long, shoestring fries. Not like not that thin, but kind of Julienne. Crinkle cut. Um, yeah, I don't like. I mean, they all taste the same, but the uh, crinkle cut would not have been my choice. Although. It feels a lot like the type of burger that he made. So, it actually reminded me of a place in my hometown called H and W, which was a little drive-in that is no longer a drive-in. Like they have all the. It's like like an off-brand uh, or mom and pop version of Sonic, but they don't do the roller skates out to your car or anything like that. Oh, why? Uh, I mean, they used to back <laughs> back when it first opened in my hometown. That's what it was. But you know, all that stuff lost. Sonic still does skates. <coughs> yeah, I know, but... Could you imagine... They've got really good root beer. Serving food on skates? Um, I mean, I, just I can imagine it. I don't... It crazy. Seem fun. Like, it just seems like you're going to drop it. Yeah, I think that's part of the fun for the person <laughs> showing up, is that it's like, are they going to drop my food? Because that'd be great. <laughs> I imagine it has happened. I imagine or like, people... Or, like, not being able to stop, and they're like, I imagine... Whoa, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> I imagine there have been like you know, like first day jitters, uh, and they just some they can't figure out how to put the brakes on. Balls who've yeah. been like, hey, let's go, let's go to the drive-in and see if we can knock over some of the <laughs> the skaters, see if they drop. Let's their get food. some of their skates. We'll get free food. We'll grease their yeah, wheels. Let's all do it. Watch them grease their wheels. <laughs> watch them wipe out. <laughs> yeah, that'll be a real kick. Yep. Oh man, American graffiti. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's just what I was thinking. The movie. Is interesting. <laughs> Let's go to the hop. Um, I like that song, <laughs> dude. I grew up with that music. My parents were so. My mom like was pretty, pretty much only like, exclusively listened to contemporary Christian music, and <clears throat> contemporary Christian music twenty five years ago was not the same oh, as contemporary Christian oh, music now. Sandy Patty, I and, had a lot um, of Sandy Patty. It, uh, well, I mean, it was like, if you know Christian contemporary, you know K-Love probably, uh, which it wasn't K-Love. K-Love wasn't in our town. We had a local Christian station. It was called K-A-M-B. And they're fine. I know people that worked at the station. They're fine. But that's all I knew. Like, we listened to this, like, really slow, like, Michael W. Smith, Stephen Curtis Chapman. That's pretty much, like, that type of music, and that's pretty much it. You didn't get Sandy Patty? I don't know. Maybe it did. <laughs> we got Point of Grace. You know Point of Grace? Point of Grace, yeah. yeah. We got them. And like select, select newsboys in DC Talk. Ooh. Like once every few like days. Real rock once every out. few days, they'd play like Into Jesus. When you're in a mood to rock out. Uh, yeah, no, they wouldn't boys. play their hardcore stuff. Yeah, What would they play from? They'd play Shine every once in a while. And that'd be like, oh, thank the Lord. We got something with it. Like something. Oh, this got uh, a good one. <laughs> fun. Uh, and then we got K-Love, which played a little bit more upbeat stuff. And then we got Air One, which was like, we played the Christian rock music. Like, the Supertones. I which, was going to say, like, don't get me wrong, I love the Supertones. Cutlass or what? <laughs> Cutlass. Oh, Cutlass. 
Um, and then they would play POD. <laughs> no, they didn't play POD. Well, they did, but not like original POD. No, none of the Christian stations played original POD because they were people, Christians weren't sure if they if POD was Christian if at they, that time. If they counted or not? Uh, if they counted, it was like I don't know. They're a little uh, hardcore. No, they're playing. On it wasn't until it wasn't until um, Youth of the Nation came out that you started hearing POD on Christian radio again, or maybe not again, but. I just remember there was a website that I would go to in computer class that was called CD. This is how old. It was called CD Now because this is before iTunes and all that business. And you could listen to samples of CDs for free. So I would listen to a 30 to 40 second sample of one song on the album Snuff the Punk by P.O.D. And it was just the perfect sample because it, most of the time the samples are like not the best part of the song. They they don't they save that so you this go buy the song. But this one was like the good guitar part of it, and I listened to it over and over and over <laughs> and over again. Man, I like that. Man, all I did in uh, computer class was go to that spelling thing. We had like a spelling frog. Who oh, you would type and it would <laughs> say out loud what you type. <laughs> so we try to come up with clever ways of making it say swear words. <laughs> like for an hour long class, it'd be like 10 of us, 10 boys in the back of the class just making it like because it wouldn't say swear words. Right. You had so to you come up with clever ways. You have to, to get around come it. up with ways to get around it <laughs> to make it say the swear word. <laughs> And then anytime you did, you're like, oh, what'd you type to make it say that? It's like, you put a period, and then a U, and then an E, and then a period. <laughs> oh, I didn't think of that. Oh, That's God. good. That's good. That makes me think of that old, like, calculator thing where you could, like, type in a certain equation and then flip it upside down and it said boobs. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, ours was boobies. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah, but so the music, uh, that was kind of what I was raised on. And then, but my dad, my dad really loved Southern Gospel, which is called Southern Gospel, but it's really just a lot of, like, no offense, but it's a lot of white people. <laughs> like, I think of like gospel music and you think of African-American, like all black church kind of like thing. And there's both, but Southern gospel is mostly white people. Not all, Southern. not all, but it, it's a lot of white people. Yeah, why, is it, why is it Southern <laughs> um, gospel? And it's fine, but it's like with a twang. It's, I don't know. And there's nothing, nothing against that, but country, it's, just, it's a very specific gospel? type of music that, uh, country gospel. Uh, it should be country gospel. Yeah, country. it basically is just a form of country, is what it, it's really just a form of country. Yeah, uh, not like the newer kind of pop country music, but you know, old school country music. Uh, but yeah, my dad loved to listen to that stuff. But when he was in his truck, he would listen to oldies, and by oldies, I mean not music from the nineties. <laughs> he listened to music from the sixties and seventies now, like fifties, sixties and seventies. And there was a, um, oldies 97.5, uh, with who had like a really great, um, uh, what do they call him in uh, American graffiti? He's like a disc jockey, but what do they, Oh, the, the wolf man. Yeah. The wolf man, they have another name for him. Like what they called the disc jockey. 
It was like a nickname. Uh, is it Shock Jock? Is that kind of what I'm thinking? Like it's something. Shock Jock would be like Howard Stern. Okay. Maybe that wasn't it then. So I, I felt like there was a name for it. But uh, they had a guy on there who, who was very. He wasn't the Wolfman, but they definitely did like Wolfman like stuff. Yeah. On that station. So it was like that. Hey, everybody. It's the Wolfman. That kind of thing. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> they would do that as like tribute stuff. But yeah, my dad would listen <laughs> to that. Kind of, with that as, I don't a, know. as a voice on the radio. My dad would do that. Or my dad would listen to that stuff in his truck. And so that was the only time when we were riding with him that we got to listen to music that wasn't Christian. And so it was great. I loved. So I loved all these stuff because it was like smile until I really got into like, like junior high and high school and started and music started to become more readily available with like, you know, stuff like LimeWire becoming more prominent. And then I finally got a job and I could buy CDs that I wanted and, you know, so on and so forth. And people just friends made mixtapes and all that stuff. So that was like, I didn't really get exposed to other music until I got older. Oh, me and my brother had to do like, a research paper that we submitted to our parents about why secular music was was fine and acceptable <laughs> to listen to. That's funny. We had some guy come to our church when we were young. He was a special guest, and he spoke about music. And I honestly don't know what his deal was. It seemed like now, like thinking back, it seems like he had some tie into the music industry, and he benefited from having more people listen to like certain types of what would you call it? Like, what would you call DC talk and like type of music? The, the like modern Christian rock bands and stuff. Yeah. But it's not, it's not, um, is it alternative? I think at the time they would have called it alternative. Yeah. yeah. Cause it wasn't contemporary. So it would have been alternative. So, uh, yeah. So I think he must've profited from that cause he definitely sold CDs and stuff of other people's stuff. It was weird <laughs> anyways, but he talked basically, he gave a message that like talked about the song, G- the album, Jesus freak or song, Jesus freak. And by the end of it, my parents were like, okay, you can listen to that. And I'm like, what? Like, why? what? <laughs> like, why did why didn't you just let me like I told you I wanted to listen to this before and I thought it was okay and they're like no we just needed some man that we don't know to tell us that it's okay and then it's okay. <laughs> All right. Well, so then I got He to seemed like he knew what he was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so then I got to they let me buy an album from this man and Oh, I in my one. in my re, in our research paper I mean this is in quotes research paper that my brother and me did uh I just picked I just picked an album at random. I just picked Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. And uh, successfully convinced my parents that it was okay. Uh, so the first thing they went and did was bought me the Britney Spears album. And I, went, I didn't mean the Britney Spears. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, once I got a little bit older and got a little more adventurous, I bought uh pod's south town album which is a great album uh i listened to that album and then i got to the very end and at the very end there's just this song that was my first taste of screamo like real like it just was it's pretty intense mm-hmm. it's it's like the hidden track on the album and it's pretty insane and i thought i was going to hell to listen to it. <laughs> 
I heard it and I cried. I cried in my room and I thought, what have I done? Like, this is like, I was pretty young, but I, I, I thought I, like, I'm going to hell for listening to this. Like, I actually thought that the fact that I had listened to this, that I, I had made a huge mistake. I was wrong. I shouldn't have listened to this. That's so good. Yeah. I think uh, the first, I'd probably, like, I mean, I've, I'd heard some stuff with some screaming in it, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was some record store in the mall, like Sam Goody or something. Yeah, I and we ended we ended up buying. Uh, me and my brother bought a Blindside album. Okay, like a Swedish mm-hmm. uh, metal band, and the the very first song is da 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 for think of state for the last time goodbye. And like as soon as I heard that, all the hairs on my arm were just like. <laughs> And I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I was so excited. <laughs> like, they, they scream and it sounds awesome. That's, I think, how I felt with, uh, I think, that same feeling I got from Brand New and Story of the Year. Mm-hmm. Those two bands had, I think, in hindsight, Brand New was maybe the better better oh, band in way better. Some, <laughs> some some stuff they're not not the best people but uh who is uh and but then story of the year you know they had a few like one hits they were fun what was it until the day i die that's what it was until the day i die oh man i was so emo <laughs> i ate that stuff up uh, i was uh in the school i work at uh there's like two I'll just call them counselors. Uh, and I was in there fixing computer stuff. And we started talking about music. I started talking about music that I was like that that I was listening to in high school. One of them just turns to me and goes, what's the difference between emo and goth? <laughs> I went, uh, they're basically the same, but one's a reaction to the other. Uh, and if you confuse them, <laughs> they will have their feelings hurt. <laughs> that's, that's the difference. <laughs> well, that's uh, <laughs> that that's our conversation. <laughs> that's the menu. It's great. You should uh, watch it again if you have already seen it. And if you haven't, well, we spoiled a lot, but it's still fun. Or if, so, you, if you know a foodie, I'm take gonna, them to this. I really, please. yeah. When I'm. Uh, I'm going to be some places for the holidays. It'll be gonna, fun. I want to take some foodie family members and just see. I think you might be the only foodie that I know, so it'd be fun. Well, I, I do know some other people that don't live. I did, I'm so. not look, I'm not a foodie. I like good food, but I'm like, as soon as you start talking about, like, this thing has this reduction with this bolognese and the sea foam tastes i'm like does it taste good (laughs) like you got no you sniff it and then you plug one nostril and then you eat the 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 oyster you slurp the foam and you lick the top of your mouth and then stop (laughs) stop (laughs) this wine is made from not just oh oh i forgot you were talking about the wine guy but oh no but from the grapes from the same vine and (laughs) you guys like oh my god there's uh (laughs) 
I don't know if this is what he said, but it's what I heard. It was, uh, this whole vineyard only has one row of vines, and it's a very select. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's so ridiculous. <laughs> they, only, they only make a select bottle, a few bottles every year. It's the most perfect wine. Yeah. <laughs> of course it is. Because it's expensive. I th- it's what's funny the the movie star says uh, he says something about his his pitch for the cooking show that he's going to be on and he's like yeah I put the food in my mouth and I fake an orgasm and then we boom, we're good <laughs> I turn to the camera the next and talk about the farm that I was raised yeah. on <laughs> and I go to South Africa and I talk about how racism is bad <laughs> Bang, boom boom good show and then basically like. That's exactly what Tyler is doing. He's just like, every time he puts the food in his mouth, he's like, mm, 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 wow, oh, oh my gosh, wow, okay, mm, you have to try this. You're a child, but please try this. Shut up, you're all going to die tonight. Eat this food, it's good. Yeah, of course it's fine. <laughs> Quit being a child. Did you, you just, have to try this? Did you just snap at me? Oh my goodness. It's a fun movie. Go see it. This is about movies? Yeah, and then watch uh, Succession. On oh, yeah, do that, too. Uh, maybe do that first. It's really, it's real really good. freaking good. I recently walked in on someone watching, like, the second episode, and I'd forgotten that uh, Rory Culkin just, like, there's one part where he just punches his sister. <laughs> and it was unbelievable. <laughs> gets mad at like she says something to him she's like oh you little baby and like his response is just like full on like goes after her and like with his fist punches her and she's like did you just punch me he's like yeah I did <laughs> oh it's real good it's real good they're, it's a it's all brotherly uh, sisterly dynamic and they're hilarious yeah and awful <laughs> yeah the whole thing is, is about an awful awful family <laughs> All right, I'll try this again. All right, this is about movies. <laughs> See ya. That's been everything on the menu. We hope you enjoyed it. Oh, man. Still playing God of War Ragnarok. Still- <laughs> <It's so good. laughs>